0: Hello, world. It's time for another episode of Golf Subpar. Sleazy, always good to see you. Big week in the game of golf. The Honda Classic just wrapped up, and my guy, Sung JM,
1: hoist the trophy. Don't say it. Go ahead. A, dynamite intro, love the hello world call. B, I'm still a little pissed off being that your guy – Sung JM won. I've been waving the pom poms for this guy for a year. Talk to the other tour players. Hey, here's the next kid coming up. You have never seen a guy hit the, hit the ball like Sung JM, dude. He's unbelievable. This is the next thing to pop on the PJ tour. I've been betting him every single week to win, been saying it everywhere this is the next guy up this is the next guy up just basically copying everything that i was being told throughout the time the one week i don't pick him the first week we start doing our gambling stuff you swoop in and snipe him from me i get i don't get i don't get him at all i get stuck with some other dudes and he comes in and wins the golf from it. so so i mean I will that's say. more on me than anything but i'm a little bit still I, if we hadn't just had the barn rat in the building and i wasn't still riding high from that i'd be really pissed off but i'm gonna allow it just because i'm still in honeymoon phase after the rat i
0: will say i did i did swoop in and I have to ask, was it kind of bad form? I mean, you you've been with him every week. You you leave him for one, and I swoop in and pick him up. It's kind of like you know when your buddy's dating a girl, and then they break up. And like, how long do you, how long do you have to wait? Until that's you try that's to get the back exact
1: in. analogy I was gonna be like. I just got out of a serious relationship with Sung J M for a year. Was, things were things were really serious. We break up for one and next week, and you're like, hey, you want to go out to dinner?
0: Want to come on and hang By the out? Way, he's so much happier with me. Oh
1: my god! And he comes in and has his has his best week of his career. So course, standard issue. It's yep. is the way it's going to go. It got a little bit of a hole. We'll get more into our gambling picks a little bit later on. But, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yep. I'm very pissed that I got stuck. The one week in the last year that I haven't bet on Sung J.M., he wins the golf tournament. Standard I, issue.
0: I love it. But what a tournament it was. Wins the golf tournament, six under par. I mean, PGA National, once again, just shows how brutal this place is. Um, arguably the hardest non-major golf course on the, on the PGA beast. Tour. I mean, only 16 guys finished under par. For the week, it's It's actually
1: it's actually awesome, and I want to get your take on this because I know how I feel as a fan, not being in golf, just watching golf. I like to see hard golf courses. I like to see the best players in the world struggle. Now you've played for a number of years. You were in that. I don't know what it was like when you were playing it, but now that you're on the other side and you're a massive media, the member of the media now, you're no longer playing. You're on the other side of the ropes. Do you like? watching these really difficult golf courses you like seeing the carnage that's going on out there as opposed like when you were a player like oh my god dude it's Honda week like this is gonna be a grind
0: yeah it's it's a tournament that I always looked forward to just because you knew going in how hard it is and you know you can't fake your way around it but at the end of the week you're just like thank god that's over with because it's so stressful it's so hard there's zero let up on that golf course and I mean just making pars is such a such a struggle and I, I enjoy it even now watching it like I love watching because I don't have to hit any of the shots. Of course, but it's such a fair test. It's I mean, it's hard. It's hard as any place there is, but it's fair. There's no nothing tricked up. I mean, the wind didn't wasn't out of control. Blue 15, normal, normal,
1: normal, normal South Florida wind. And
0: the golf course isn't seventy eight hundred yards long. It's just it requires perfection.
1: You just got to hit perfect shot, perfect shot, perfect shot, perfect shot. Repeat for eighteen holes, and you're gonna be fine. You won't yeah, make any big numbers, and just do it for four days in a row. But there's more. You've played every tour every every venue on tour, basically. There's gotta be there's water on sixteen of the eighteen holes out there that come into play. There's gotta be more lurking disasters, I would think, at that place than any other golf course on tour, fair? Totally. I mean there's just there's water everywhere and it's like in, one swing and all of a sudden that's, that could be triple. Yeah. Or an eleven, like our guy Matt Every little 11 piece, never never a good way to, to get it going. A little 11, not on the bear trap, actually, on the par, on the par three fifth, which, all, by the way, is a monster that doesn't get enough love because it's not on the back nine. You don't see it on TV as much. But our boy, Matt Every, quick little four, four piece in the drink before he got it on land and walked away with a crowd-pleasing 11. Got to respect that. And signed the scorecard for an 85. 85 with a the bogey. Day. I think he made a tweet on the bear trap coming in on like 15 or something. He made a made So he bounced back for a, a little 85. Of, a lot of heart. He, didn't, he did not give up, so props him out every day. But let's get to the main event of the Honda
0: Classic, and that was Sung JM. Put on an absolute ball-striking clinic. Goes in there, starts the day, three shots back, closes in 66. Unbelievable performance. Um, ended up beating McKenzie Hughes by a shot and Tommy Fleetwood by two. Tommy had a chance at the end, birdied 17, awesome putt, stripes it off 18, got caught in between clubs, and also maybe a yell from a fan at the top of his backswing when he was going for the green and two, blocked it right in the water. What was your thoughts on uh, what happened with
1: the fan? I hated that. And Tommy, like props to Tommy because he came out in his postgame interview and said, like, hey, I didn't hear the fan. So for those who didn't see it, a fan at the top, it's, you can hear it clear as day on the broadcast, top of the backswing, get in the hole, right, the guys that yell, that type of stuff. Tommy in his post game interview said hey I didn't hear it it didn't affect me I hit a bad shot and it is what it is he took full rap for it which props to him because like even if he did hear it if you say like yeah I wouldn't have hit that shot if I didn't you know if I hadn't heard that at the top of my backswing I think he handled it the right way I have a hard time believing he didn't hear it because if the boom mic picks it up or as we call it in the biz the fluffer mic if that picks it up I gotta think the Fleetwood heard that but he didn't say anything about it but I just hate seeing like this guy grinds for four days, plays incredible golf here. It comes down to the biggest shot of the golf tournament, and all of a sudden there's a dude in the van. getting in the hole, I hate that. I don't know how you stop it, but uh, it was a tough way to for the tournament to end. And Tommy Fleetwood, by the way, going for his first PJ Tour win, like I, I I, love Sung JM. That's That's pretty well known. But um, I, I, Tommy deserves one. He's been there so many yeah. times, and he's been so close. Like it there, there was no bad ending in that thing. I just didn't like to see it the way that it ended, especially with the fan yelling. But he's, I don't know how you
0: stop it. He's so so good um and it's so unfortunate with what happened but it is what it is there's nothing you can do i, mean, I don't
1: i mean i don't know what you do it happens all the time it happens every week and, uh, and the fans do a good job of like policing it and saying like, hey this is the dude that, that did it and they get tossed out or whatever yeah, just like it happened with ryan palmer on 15 but it's over the damage is done he's yeah. hit it in the water he lost the golf tournament boom okay so what like cool he's kicked out he can't come back till next year i don't know yeah it's very unfortunate but
0: well i think we can both agree tommy fleetwood is going to have plenty of more t- plenty of opportunities to get his first w and i think he'll once he does knock one off it'll be the first of many yeah
1: everyone says that's like you know when phil lost the open to Payne stewart back at pinehurst Payne was like hey dude don't worry you're gonna win a bunch of these you just never know like i think tommy was gonna win on the pj tour but like man it just changes like the whole the whole deal yeah, it, it ain't easy to win no, out there when you let one get away like that especially with a guy yelling at the top of your backswing like that that's tough but yes. props to tommy for the way he handled it because like it would have been really easy to be like yeah i heard that in the top at my back, uh, top of my swing, and that's why I hit it in the water.
0: I mean, if that would have been me, even if I didn't hear it, I'd have been. And they told me blame everyone. Be like, oh yeah, I knew. I of knew there was something that happened. Of course, dude, totally I never miss
1: my high cut five wood never. from two forty ever. That's my shot. Yeah. So <laughs> he did. He handled incredible. But there was some other
0: news going on in during the Honda Classic, and Paul Azinger ruffled some fell some feathers. Some fellers. Some fellers. Yeah, he ruffled some fellers. <laughs> yeah, ruffled some feathers when he made some comments about the European Tour and other tours, not quite being up to the level of the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, that's you're about to enter this world, Colty. You're about to get on that broadcast game with CBS here coming, what, New Orleans? New that's Orleans. That's when you make your debut. Everybody get ready for that. But in my opinion, it's one of the hardest things. It's one of the hardest jobs in sports. It seems easy as you sit on your couch like, oh, that's a stupid thing to say. Why did he say that? Azinger got caught up with something he said. And I don't think it, was the me- it wasn't the it was the message of what he was trying to say. It was just the way he said it. I think Azinger's very honest, very good. But he said, yeah, you know, Tommy Fleetwood's won over there on that quote unquote that european tour making it sound like that tour is lesser and that whatever you do over there doesn't matter i don't think that anyone could argue that the pga tour is the best tour in the world right there's more depth there's better players there's more money there's all that but like at the end of the day it's hard to win anywhere so you can't just erase what he's done over there but he said that you're you know that that tour over there and that's what got everybody you know all riled up twitter came at him ian polter responded to it said hey dude guess what we've had our way with you pretty much in every Rider cup over here in Europe. So maybe take back what you said. Lee Westwood commented, I have won 44 times across the world. Like that's something it was just the way he said, it. I don't think it was the message that he was trying to convey, but the way he said it, I think was taken wrong.
0: It's one of those things. I think you say it, And then in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, that didn't come out Come out the way I wanted it to.
1: You're about to enter that world. So I think
0: I've already it's already happened to me.
1: You get in there first week in New Orleans and start taking some shots at some people, maybe go at the internationals, go at the Europeans. Just say something really off color and and out of line and it'll get good. No such thing as bad pubs. You get in there and mix it up quick. I did. uh, I was doing the WGC in Memphis last year and Cameron Smith was
0: playing good. And we're talking about him all day. And it was. I think on Friday, and we were in the. I was in the booth for five straight hours, and it's coming towards the end of it. You start getting kind of a little delusional out there. You've been sure. watching a thousand golf shots, and I was like, I was like Cam Newton, you know, for birdie or whatever. And like <laughs> a minute later, I'm like, I look at the spotter, and I go, Did I just call? Did it I just Cam say Newton? Cam Newton, yeah. and she goes, Yeah, and I go, Oh, apologies. Yeah, I meant Cam Cameron Smith. It's almost football season. I got a little excited. Yeah, just kind of covered it. But it's just
1: hard to go through. Live mic, live TV, live radio, whatever it is, without saying something stupid or something that doesn't come across like, ah, I didn't really quite mean it that way that it it came out. It's a tough, tough deal. I think golf in particular, it's even tougher because guys are so quick to jump on people when they don't say the the right thing. So you're about to enter that world. I don't envy it. But if someone does come on you on Twitter, I got your back. Me and my legion of 12 followers will be a little guard dog. I love that.
0: I'll tell you the best part about the story with with the Cam Newton comment was about an hour before that. Our next guest, Gary McCord, texts me. He was listening to the to the broadcast. He goes, Hey, I'm listening. Say something stupid. And then I did that. And he goes, There it is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it uh, Waiting for it. Knew yep, you could do it. it Proud of you. Uh, Proud I mean, of you. Yeah, but it was uh it was funny. But back to the Honda Classic. Big shout out, Sung JM getting his first of many.
1: I'll pick PGA him for every week from this point forward. I will never make that are you mistake again.
0: Are, are you kind
1: of teasing one of your picks? Actually, I don't already? I don't think I'm picking him this week. But every week <laughs> from after this week going forward, I'll take I'll never make I can't live with myself. All right, Colt. It's time for us to get into funny money. And Honda Classic, not the only major event taking place in South Florida this week. The Monday, immediately following the Honda Classic, big time pro member at Seminole Golf Club. I've never been there. Most of the golfing planet will never go there and play in this event. However, you have played there, and you got a good story from being down there. Let the people in on a little uh, a little dirt from the Seminole pro member. Yeah,
0: I think I played three times. Um, the last being a couple years ago, actually was coming back as the defending champion sleaze. Oh, wow. Me and my so partner. So you, you won as a pro. It's true. Yeah. I did. Okay. Me and my partner, Christy Flanagan, great guy from Dallas. Been a member at Seminole uh, for years. Called me several years ago. Asked if I'd come play. Had an awesome time. I think we won in our second year playing. So, in the locker room at Seminole, they have this huge board up there with all the winners of it. I mean, the names are ridiculous. Ricky Fowler, Buddy Marucci, your partners, me. Chris playing again. All right. Uh, Ernie
1: Els, uh, Jack Nicklaus. Really, really
0: cool place. Uh, I mean, if you look at the just the, the field, it's it's unbelievable. I know I know. this year Phil's playing with Jimmy Dunn. Uh, Kevin Strelman, Larry Fitzgerald, Jack Nicklaus is playing. I, um, I think I told you earlier, one of the first years I played – we were on number 10 tee. Well, the same tee time off number one was Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer. Same time. Yeah, and then it's me and Sean O'Hare Okay, <laughs>
1: over here. Hey, guys, over here. Yeah. Hey, we're teeing off, too. Y'all come o- come, watch come us? over
0: and watch me at this driver. Right. Forget Jack and Arnie. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Uh, it's a cool place. And like I said, did get to hoist the trophy one year. The next year was my last. Uh, okay. Partner was not impressed with my
1: actions, I don't believe. Actions meaning how you played or actions meaning outside of how you played in golf?
0: Kind of both. Okay. Uh so I'm gonna blame Gary Woodland for part of this. Sure. One of our favorite guests here that's on Subpar. Fair. Uh finished up the Honda. Me and him went out, a little Sunday evening celebration, having a time. You know, the, the hotel there at PJ National gets a little wild and we got amongst it. Amongst it. Yeah. Good, good. As you and should And I was uh seven thirty AM the next morning. Mm-hmm. That's that's a tough one. Showed up not feeling my best. Okay. Okay. A little little rough warm up, a little dizzy. Okay. Uh, we go through. I think I bogue the first, second. I get in the fairway bunker, kind of under the lip, little uphill lie. Hit it, took a tumble, <laughs> fell fell on my ass, fell into Ate the bunker. It. Yeah, after the fairway bunker yeah. shot. Okay, partner that, wasn't too impressed. That'll Didn't happen. did have much to say to me the rest of the day. I think shot about 76, 77, and uh. Haven't been back since. Okay. Well, hey, I had, got one though. That's all. You had, had a hell of a run. It you was. hoisted
1: it, and your name's in the locker room. What else is there? That's you know what I mean? It so was. what? I got a little drunk and fell down in a bunker. I was like, a big deal.
0: I was looking. I was like, maybe he doesn't play anymore. That's why I'm getting invited back. I looked this morning. Nope, he's playing. He's got Carlos Ortiz. <laughs> so he's he's to, back.
1: Yeah. He's just yep. Click upgrade yep. button. Yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're done with him. You think Jack and Arnie ever falling down in a fairway bunker? Hundred percent. Of course, dude. Who hasn't? Yes. Who has? But I mean, this is what. Don't put me at 730. That's a tough time on on a Thursday, much less a Monday after you survived Honda Classic.
0: But it is. It is a super special event.
1: Guys have a great time. And the field is unbelievable. Yeah. Pro member. Now that you are not a member nor a pro. Oh, you still are a pro. pro. Are you going to get your Amherst stat? Are you going to apply for
0: that? Is that something you're into? I talked to Jason Gore about that. How long? Like eight years.
1: Eight? Yeah. Are you going to do it? I don't even know if I'm going to be alive in eight years. That's a very we'll good see point. What happens. If you are alive in eight years and you apply, let's play the four ball together.
0: Okay. Deal. Right,
1: done. Done. That's inked. So we're the favorites for the 2029 20, four ball. Good. That's so right, far from that's now. Inked. Uh, I might not be around either. All right. 50, well, now 50. it's time for Colt versus Drew, which, yes, you know, for those of you keeping score at home, it's two to one. It's rigged. I'm not on board with that. The scoring is very subjective. You got to grease producer Mark a little bit. This is like boxing right now. I feel like I've won both fights. I haven't won yet.
0: Producer Mark, what do we got this week?
2: Sort of building off that story. Bigger event this week, the Seminole Pro member or the Arnold Palmer Invitational?
0: (laughs) Uh, Both huge, but with the legacy Arnold Palmer has left behind, there's definitely no question it's the Arnold Palmer Invitational, one of the coolest events on the PGA Tour. I was lucky enough to play in it several times, and uh, it, it really is an honor to tee it up in his tournament.
1: Hate to agree with Colt. Got to go with, uh, Ar- anything with the name Arnold Palmer on it is bigger than any tournament where Colt has actually hoisted the trophy. <laughs> so I'm going hundred percent Arnold Palmer invitational. Good answer. Thank
2: you. All right. Better golf movie Caddyshack or 10 Cup? starring this week's guest.
1: Oh, on just the because spot, on is, the
0: spot, just because he is in 10 cup. I'm going with Caddyshack. Bill Murray is one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, that movie, I mean, you can quote the whole thing is absolutely incredible, a classic. I think even if you're not a golfer, you love Caddyshack.
1: Yeah, that's one of those ones. that will be around. It's been around for however long it's been around now. It'll be around in another thirty years. I like the fact that you're catering to our guests. I'm gonna go on the other side of that and say Caddyshack. I love Ten I Cup said Caddyshack. You, I thought you said because our guests, no, from I, Ten Cup. I did, I but said, then that's you, have the, been picking Caddyshack. Oh, that's why you're <laughs> picking Caddyshack. I kind of tune out sometimes. I'm, joking. I'm going Caddyshack as well. It's been around for forever. It will stand the test of time. Probably the most quotable movie. Take a take away golf quotable, just quotable in general. It's hard to get through a round with, with your buddies without somebody quoting a line from Caddyshack. I'll go Caddyshack too. I, I need you to listen. On the other side? Blocking. Oh, okay, well, that's tough.
2: Uh, I'll work on it. All right. Future subpar guest Tony Romo just got paid. Looking at it from that perspective, see yes. a better broadcaster or a professional, better professional quarterback?
1: All right, I'm going to go first since you've been getting to go first. I'm going to go better broadcaster because all you got to do right there. My philosophy in life, you get paid what you're worth. And the fact that he's just signed basically a super max deal in the world of broadcasting, the highest broadcaster, the highest paid broadcaster, or color guy at least, at CBS, that makes him the best in the world at what he does in terms of pay. I don't think he ever was better than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, those guys he was competing against. So I'm going to go broadcaster, no question. I mean, we're agreeing a lot today, and I'm, and I'm going to have to agree once again. No.
0: I mean, I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. He never got us a Super Bowl, so I'm very disappointed with him. Take some shots, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you suck. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. I love Tony Romo as a football player, but as a broadcaster, it's absolutely incredible what he can do. How he sees the defense, predicts plays. Uh, I mean, he's right so many times. It's unbelievable. He, uh, I mean, it's it's he's so talented at this broadcasting thing. It's it's unbelievable and it's like we said earlier it's it's a hard job and he makes it look very simple but i will say
1: the man sitting next to him jim nance helps out quite a bit it ain't bad being in the in the booth with the best in the business and getting teed up from a guy like jim but you get paid what you're worth it's true and apparently he's worth more than anyone in that game so gotta go broadcaster.
2: all right on theme with this week's tournament better golf drink the arnold palmer or the azalea
1: well, I don't know what the Azalea what is. What is inside of an Azalea, would you say?
2: I don't know. They make it at the Masters. I believe it's Gre- oh. Grenadine. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I know I've never that been is. there.
0: <laughs> Remember? I didn't play there. Yeah, so Colt, Colt said no. He say,
1: RSVP'd no to the Masters. I will part.
0: say Arnold Palmer for sure. I love it. Throw a little vodka in there. Makes it incredible. Yeah, that's
1: that's a good point. Just for the sake of argument, since we've been on the same side of so many of these, I'll say the Azalea because it is such a staple of the Masters, you only get it in one place, or at least it's only known in one place. That's the that's the trademark drink of the Masters. I will go with the Azalea, just to be on the other side
2: of the I argument feel like with you. The
0: Azalea is probably like a pink drink, which you're definitely. A, I'm a into pink, it. I'm
2: definitely drink. into yeah. it. Yeah,
1: the softer, the better. Yes.
2: All right. Last question for this week: Who would have a better performance at the NFL Scouting Combine, Colt or Drew? <laughs> go <laughs> I'm hate go ahead. Go this ahead. Go ahead. This
0: not even fair. Producer Park. Yes. what in the hell yes. is this?
1: Good question, Mark. Well, I like this, this question. Terrible. Could talk First for off, hours.
0: Sleaze thinks he's the greatest athlete. It, I mean, in the world, he's the best at every single
3: sport he does. I'm in the mix. If
0: he could just get the chance, you know, he would dominate. Never got my shot. I'm not the most athletic guy in the world. I, that's why I'm a golfer. Uh, so I will give this one to Sleaze, even though it's, I mean, it's
1: stupid. This is great. More of these questions where Colt has no choice but to defer to me. I would say combine. I'm going to vote for myself. Very sneaky 40 yard dash, also vertical leap, plus or minus. Okay, What do you think? It's double digits. In? Five.
0: I was going to ask if you could break five. You think? Five is
1: everyone says they can break five. I don't think there's that many people that can really break five. I would need some training for a little bit, but I put it right around the five mark.
0: I saw on there the other day, there was a six, seven, 367 pound
1: man that ran a five, one 40. That's just, it, these dudes are turning into mutants. There was yeah. a linebacker that ran a sub four, four, the They'd dude from, uh, the dude from Clemson. In, yeah. Uh, sub four, four linebacker. Yeah. Two forty. Cool. Cool. Got that.
0: Yeah. All right, Producer Mark, the time has come.
2: All right. So, I left the part out. Arnold Palmer's my favorite drink of all time. If anyone chose the Azalea, they were a defunct loser. There you go. Colt is is up three to one. one. Shocker.
1: Shocker. Colt wins again. Yep. What do you know? Should have said Arnold Palmer. This is getting out of hand. The the bias is becoming so blatant that it's on. We can't even take it seriously at this point.
0: Sorry about your another L for you. All right. Well, I think it's time. For us to get to the Mm. main event. Okay. And our very
1: special guest this week, the one and only Gary McCord. There's no one better. They're going to get a lot of stories here. A few even that I haven't even heard yet. He's one of the best in the business. And this was a fun, fun hour, whatever it was that we spent with him. He he is very willing to talk. I'll say that. by far the least you and i talk without that's the best that's the best case scenario i mean we don't say anything no we basically turn the mics on hey here's gary and then an hour later we're like all right that was it all right well the time has come here's gary mccord all right we are very excited to welcome our next guest to the subpar podcast if you've watched golf at any point in the last 33 years then you know who this man is in my personal opinion the best golf broadcaster to ever do it. We found him this morning in the unemployment line down in Phoenix, and we promised if he did the podcast, we would give him a sandwich. So here he is, Gary McCord. Welcome to the show, my man. Well, (laughs) well. (laughs) what have we got
4: here? Zing, quick zing.
1: Got you with the unemployment zing, quick, just to get you on your toes.
4: I've been in a lot of career busters. Yeah. This could be it. This is this the one. If
1: you haven't ruined yourself yet, this is one. I have. I, yeah, I yeah. think
4: I have. So um, this is it. I'm I'm, just so happy you guys are employed. <laughs> yeah. I really am. It's a shock to really well, It's a shock to us all. We haven't yet. Well, well that you know, yeah, doesn't matter. be doing this for free. You this never This is know. a pro bono you're, you're type going, deal. You're going the right direction. So I'm, uh, I'm very proud of you two guys. I really have. You stuck to it. You know, we talked about this a couple of years ago. Let's get this thing going. You guys got to learn this business. Do this, do that. So, good on you guys. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Magic. That's probably the last nice thing we're going to say about anyone around here. Of course. The The bar is low right now, so it's a good time for entry. You know what I mean? And I tell you what, (laughs)
4: these three athletes here, we can deal with low bars. We can lower it
1: even further. Yes, we can. Exactly. But um, pretty cool for you to be on this pod. You got a very interesting hat on that I want to get to here. It looks homemade. Uh, in some form or fashion, I know this is an audio pod. We got a video too. Why don't you tell people what it says, what it means?
4: Well, it's uh, <clears throat> it says need work. Um, so yeah,
1: self-explanatory. Yeah,
4: I could um, the hat. Uh, the hat at uh, Whisper Rock cost me 27 bucks, but I can write it off if it's an advertisement. So I'm advertising for work.
1: How's that going so far? Not good. Any takers? Not good. No. You're Not, on the pod. You're on a massive podcast. Dude.
4: You know when people come up to you and they kind of deter and go the other way that's where i am right now like it's, it's just, awkward like they don't want to have the conversation they don't want to have a conversation yeah. like, they just ah. kind of put their head down and just walk that way um so anyway i'm uh, i'm out there and i'm willing to do just, just about anything just about As anything you see right now As. yes this is rock this is what rock bottom looks be. like
1: for the world's best golf broadcast we're a of, part of it
4: so what do you guys get seven eight people watching this by mistake, well, your family—he's got a—he's got a bi- he has got a big right has got a big family. Yeah, yeah and there's four, four of them right there. there. So, okay. I watch okay. it
1: like five or six times just to boost the views. You, really? you know, it's okay. <laughs> a little good. trick of the trade. Dude. I was like, "Wow, guys, this thing's really exploding!" Good. And we got a dozen views
0: already. <laughs> All right, Gary, we got to talk about this. So, this is our little podcast set we have here, and you decided to bring a little mm. extra decor to it. Can you explain to us? these
1: beautiful flowers in this. Yeah. Explain this whole setup right here.
4: Okay. And in a hundred years, I've been on television. We always have set decorations. You can't, I, I watched Rom's deal with you guys. Right. And you're just sitting here with this, Wallpaper? That's not wallpaper. It's that's cheap. real wood, dude. That's cheap. That's actually fake. That's wood. cheap wood. wallpaper, that's wood. and you got nothing. <laughs> there's nothing here. There's there's no life so inside. There's a couple is, beautiful pictures. We got our right faces there. over here. I now, know
3: like you I said, yeah, like I said. Good.
4: So this is a set decoration. Is okay. what this is. It gives it gives a little nature and a little liveliness. To the festivities.
0: I like that. Okay, and, those are nice. And so these fl- you got flowers, and then yeah, this pie.
1: yeah. Explain this that you, oh. you freshly made before you, you just came brought in here right like. before we started. I was I had no idea what you're doing.
4: Um, th- it's about <laughs> discipline, and and okay. as you know, golf takes a lot of discipline. Uh, um, you, you have to get focused, and um, I every week fast. I started last week one day. Uh, this week is two days, so I ate Saturday night at seven o'clock, and this is what? This is Monday. This is
1: Monday. Yeah. Monday,
4: and I haven't had. God, it's
1: good to be retired. Huh?
4: Anything to eat in two days, and I have two. I've got two hours left, and this is discipline because you know how good that looks. I shouldn't ask you. That <laughs> really looks, looks good a- to me, and I am disciplined now um to not partake okay of that. So it's like a
1: temptation two
0: you days have to resist. Yeah. Yeah. two yeah, days okay. no food no what's food. gonna what's gonna be the first meal back tonight
4: you you have to go really light okay because you've kind of flushed things and i've had last night five trips of course i'm 100 five trips to the John last night. Okay. i have to get into this. Bye. No, this is perfect. It's I want to know about your Water, water. Well, it's yeah. when you get old, it doesn't when you talk. work. Yeah, okay. yeah, doesn't work. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm drinking something. I, I got no sleep, and I've had nothing to eat, and I really want a bite of that. So that's that's gonna be your reward
1: for doing this. Next That's where I am right now. Why are you doing that? Because like what's the point you're a skinny dude, like you're if anything, you should be trying to gain weight, I feel like. You're a skinny guy. Like what's the point of like, hey, I'm gonna fast for an extended period of time? I have nothing. Why are you doing that? That'd be like me fasting, dude. I need to eat more. Is that literally what it is? Like, yo, let I me see if I can do this. Do. Yeah, see see, I get, get bored all the time, but
0: I never fast. <laughs> like, I mean, no, you're a reverse faster, dude. Like, yeah, let's go. That even solicit.
4: Yeah.
1: I'm gonna see how many Postmates can deliver to my house in the next hour. Yeah, go. there you go. I, I have a hell of a record with Postmates. I believe it. It's first great. name basis. All mm-hmm. right. So this is what you do when you're bored and you're not working. Yeah. Let me see if I can fast for. I am.
4: I am twitchier than hell right now. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I mean, can sense it. We offered you a
1: cocktail before, and you're like, dude, you have I haven't to have eaten coffee. in two days. You
4: have to have coffee. So I loaded up on the coffee. That kind of gets you through it a little bit. Coffee is now working. You don't need coffee, that period. Was, you are, no.
1: You're like ADD times 100. You don't I, need any any uppers. I used
4: to do this on telecast, too. We're going to be out there for a while. If you want to gear it up, don't eat for about 10 hours prior to the telecast, and you will gear it up. You'll go. What because should Colt blood do? blood sugar then? is running really high. I might black out. Really? What should Col- <laughs> what what, what can, should Colt yeah. do then? <laughs> where'd I'll, he go? I'll black
0: out and call yeah. Cam <laughs> and Snowens. <Cam laughs> I actually already did that. Yeah, I already did that. <laughs> That's rookie stuff. So
1: I, this is what you're doing now that you yeah. have a little time off. You've been working in television for thirty-three years. What's it like for you the first time now that you're not working? Is it weird for you? You're a golf watcher, right? You watch golf, you, you, you observe the tournaments, things yeah. like that. Is it, how weird is it for you to be at home watching these things and not be working them?
4: Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Gotta be. Uh, from the perception. I, I'm, now, I'm now the witness. I'm not part of it. I'm the witness. I can sit back and go, oh, oh, oh. And, and you can kind of react to it from a position. That I've never had before, right? For a long, long time. So it is, uh, and it's. It, it just so happens that that my former network is not doing as well as they would like with the golf uh, broadcast. At this point, I've never seen anything quite as negative as I've seen coming out of everywhere about right. about what's going on. So I, I I have a lot of empathy towards those are my friends, right? And I don't want to see them fail, uh, but they're getting blasted um it's it's not a good time when
1: you're watching like at home you're watching this past weekend or whatever are you critiquing are you listening and being like ah that's a problem or oh that was really good or things like are you you've been in this business for so long when when you probably listen to the broadcast actually pay attention to it more than like the average listener right the average guy watching tv are you critiquing every single when they kick it down to the fairway and 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 somebody says something are you like oh that was good or oh that was bad you got to pay attention to that more than anyone i would think
4: I paid attention to the flow. Okay, let us let, take let's take sitcoms.
3: Okay.
4: okay, if if you're if you're gonna produce a sitcom, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna find four people that are totally different, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna put them in a bar, in a room, anywhere. You you can start with 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 uh, I Love Lucy, and you can go to Cheers, and you can go to Modern Family, and now Shits Creek. Sure, and there everyone is different. You don't put the same people in a room and go talk.
1: Five of the same characters, it's basically. It's going to
4: come out the same every time. It's going to be dull and boring. This is entertainment. There's people sitting home on a couch watching golf. Okay? Now, <clears throat> if you take a side and it's always opposing sign, Jane, you ignorant, okay? Yeah, I'm like, you. That's how you I do follow. it. You go after. Now, these people, instead of you can say surfing, word. instead of surfing, they're, wait, but hold it. I like his position or I don't like his position, but they have a vested interest now in what they're watching on television. If we're arguing about something, if you go, wow, that was a great shot, and let's go to Gary, oh, that was a so wonderful and Colt, how about that one? Oh, that was fantastic. Are you kidding me? You can't have that. Right. You've got you've got to have this ridicule. You've got to some guy's gotta jack it up, another guy's gotta break, and you've got to get those people together and put your team together and do it. And that's what, that's what we are lacking at this point, in, in my humble opinion.
0: Yeah, and so we're, we're discussing, like, what is going on with you right now and what, what has happened. But I want to know, like, how did all this even start? You know, you were obviously trying to play the tour for quite a long time. You played 400, over 400 PGA Tour events. Nice And career. then all of a sudden, you switch over to the, the dark side, is, is what people are referring to me now, that I quit playing this game. They're like, you're switching over to the dark side. And we're actually going to talk about this game for a living. How did this all even come about? Because I mean, 400 events—that's a lot of PGA Tour events. That's a
1: real career.
4: That's yeah. That's a, that's a lot of miscuts. A lot of miscuts. That's a <laughs> yeah. lot of miscuts. I was about to say. That's, that's, that's a, that's a lot, lot of Thursday, Friday, dude. Okay, real quick. I was on. This was uh, 1986. I'm on. We're playing the golf tournament, um, the Colonial, and uh, the next tournament is Jack Nicklaus's golf tournament, Memorial. I'm on the policy board, one of the four players that are rep- represent the tour. That'll tell you what desperate shape they were in at that point, that I was a director. And uh, I was going to Jack Nicklaus's tournament because we had policy board meetings for a couple of days. I was in the golf tournament. It wasn't invitational. I didn't play many invitationals. Wasn't high enough on the money list. So I get on the airplane to go there, and sure enough, in the in the first class section, of course, was – Frank Cherkinian, who started the business. There was Pat Summerall. There was Ken Venturi. There was Ben Wright. And they're all heckling me as I went back to the back. So about halfway through the flight, here comes a half-drunk bottle of wine, cheap wine, to me. Because they're up there drinking. And I go back and take it to 27B back there. So I got it and everything. I was sitting there, okay, well, you know what? I got an idea. So I'm dead broke at the time. I mean, I am flat out. I'm doing push-ups just to stay warm. (laughs) <laughs> I go, I go back to the front and I said, Frank, I said, listen, I said, uh, question, is there, is there a chance I can come out and watch how television is done? I'm on the policy board. I'm making decisions as to CBS, NBC, ABC at that time on, on policy decisions on television. I don't know how you guys do it. And he looked at me and goes, oh, yeah, if you want to do that, come on, come on Friday, come on Friday. And, uh, I said, okay, okay but I, Wednesday is our last policy board meeting, and uh, I haven't got any reservations. <laughs> and he goes, all right, we're staying at the Stouffer's. Check in. I'll have them check in. Oh, okay, fine. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. So I, I show up there, checking. The, I, the first time I ever had, like, real room service, so I didn't care, right? Right. I'll take the steak. I'll, I'll have take, it all. I'll take Bring that, me two what, of everything. The left side of yeah. that menu, I got it. Yeah. And I was having a ball. So we go down, and... Um, he says, I'll see you I'll Come out Friday. I go out there Friday, and I'm going to sit behind him. You've been in the trucks. And there's, there was 100, there's 132 monitors up there. There's stuff all over it. And there's guys sitting there with those slide rules going like this and then it's just chaos, chaos. So I walk in. I sit behind him. And somebody goes, hey, my cord's here. Frank turns around and goes, hey, get your ass out to 16. No, I came in to watch. The, get your ass out to 16. Okay. Okay. Here I go. Yeah. So I got it because when Frank yelled at you, you, you you paid attention. So I walk. I'm I'm walking out to 16 at Memorial. At Muirfield um, Village, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna be on the 16th tee. I'm gonna be a spotter. Spotter looks in the clubs the bags of the players, and the caddies usually flash him, and he'll go, he's hitting a 7-iron. Freddie Couples hitting a 7-iron. And then it goes all the way up and around, It finally ends up to some stupid announcer up there that goes, oh, he's probably going to hit a 7-iron. That's usually what I said. Right. So, and that job was basically for caddies that missed the cut. And they give him 50 bucks, and they'd go put the hits sets on. Oh, perfect. Okay, fine. I go down there. I start to turn right to go to the tee, and Vern Lundquist up in the towers yelling, hey, get up here, get up here term well I'd rather go up there than the than the T so I went up there I said yeah and he goes um, <clears throat> um, here and he hands me a headset and he goes Frank wants to see what you do on the air oh boy okay so I put this on and now people are whoa at first it's cool you don't know who in the hell's talking to you and I, I recognize Pat Summerall's voice from the Hardware commercials, right and I and then I knew this was Frank because he was yelling at me and so we did rehearsal for eight minutes Eight minutes cameras went down everything went dark. He goes Ah, okay show up tomorrow. I want everybody in position in their towers at 11:30. Sure, okay, so I get there and I go up and sit there now The guy sitting next to Vern Lundquist was a guy that was John Madden's spotter. Okay, John Madden could fit inside this guy. Okay, okay, he was four hundred and thirty-eight pounds. Right. Okay, Spelled. and to sit there, and I was I was enthralled by the fact that he could sit in that $4 chair from Kmart, and that thing wouldn't just collapse. I sit there, and i swear the thing was moving. It was just shaking like that. So he's sitting there, and they've got the monitors there, and I'm sitting off to the side in one of those folding chairs. Camera's over my left shoulder. So here we go. I, I, eight minutes. I have no clue. I'm on national Zero television. prep,
1: zero nothing. I got
4: nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. So I've got a newspaper up there and some stuff. We didn't have notes. Anything like that, then. So I'm sitting there watching them just listen to the whole format and how it's going. And they go, Okay, let's go out to 16. Vern would take it and Vern Lundquist here at 16. And uh, that's a pretty good shot there, Gary, isn't it? Yes, it is, Vern. Nice shot. That was great. I, whatever. <laughs> so I'm going, Okay, well, I say, Okay, you got to get in, you got to get out in a hurry. There's, you can't tell a story. There's no storytelling in this. It's, it's seven second intervals, and boom, boom, you got to paint a picture. Okay, I get that. So now we're going and all of a sudden we kind of, I look over and there's you know, the 16th tower there. You can look over and see 14 and then the green right there and then 15 is a par five and 16 comes back par, par three. Well, there's the next group is on 14. They had starter, starter times at that. So there's a staggering. So there's nobody on the, on the green at 14, nobody on 15 and nobody on 16. So I sit back, kick back in the chair, start reading newspapers and stuff about the tournament, you know, getting insight right. while I'm up there on the tower. So we come back and we're sitting there and I'm, the guys are going back and forth and all of a sudden I hear, some are all go, let's, let's go out to Vern Lundquist at 16. So I got the paper and I'm sitting there next to the camera and I kind of look up. Vern goes, Gary he says, um, this putt here looks pretty fast and he says, uh, you think you'll be able to, to get that ball close from where he is? And I kind of I look, there's nobody on the green. There's nobody <laughs> on the tee. The next group was over there on 14, over here to the right. So I kind of start reading my newspaper. Now Frank, in this year, okay, starts screaming at me. The producer director at that time did both. Screaming at me. Say something, you idiot. In verbiage I can't even say on this on this podcast. And I, I, and I look at Vern, and Vern's you know, he's Swedish, and he's, he's got that white flop sweat going now that he needs an answer. Now, what? Then I figured, we're still in commercial break, and these guys are fooling me. They're going to get oh, me to say something, okay. right? So I go, okay. I, get, I said, you know what, Vern? I said, this putt's really, really fast. In fact, if he hits it too far, he could hit it in the water. Now, this is 1986, before they had a lake there. Mm-hmm. The only water in that hole then was a drinking fountain on the T. So if they want something, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make up something because mm-hmm. there's nobody there. So all of a sudden Vern goes, Whoa, boy, you're right. Another foot and that ball would have gone the water. Now I get up and I'm I stand up and I'm looking and I'm looking at Vern and he goes, Okay, now let's go over to 15. Bob Murphy. And I go, I pull on a shirt. And say, what the hell was that? He goes, uh, well, good call, but you got to get it faster. I said, good call. I said, what are you talking about? There's nobody on the green. He goes, well, you've got the monitor. And he looks at me and I go, monitor. I haven't got a monitor. You got Jabba the Hutt in front of the monitor. I can't see. Well, 438. He's over there. I can't. I'm just going by sight. I'm on the 16th hole. And he goes. Oh, we have some other holes, too.
1: Oh. Oh! <laughs> so nice. you were just totally making up some stuff. I made it up. Because you couldn't see the monitor, what hole they were talking about. I
4: made about. it up. No, no yeah. monitors. I'm on the 16th hole. Yeah. There's the green. There's nobody on it. i am making it up. They want to have some fun.
0: Yeah. So it was actually real stuff, what was going on.
4: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I wasn't commercial. Well, you thought
0: they were just yanking your chain. Guess what like, hole I was on? What hole was Out it? Out there, I would have to say, like, number uh, 12. Bingo! Wow, what a guess! Wow, the good scoop.
4: The balls in the back part of the green, the yep. pins in the front, going down that thing, and Bob Eastwood hits a putt, l- lips out, and stops this far from going in the water. You lucky bastard! I get yeah. done, and I go, <laughs> "Oh my God! If there's a business that yeah. I should be in, <laughs> it's this. this." And that was my first job, and and the way I got it was simply this Sunday, Vern said, um, let's see, I I believe it was Fred Couples. Do you remember the green behind the green was a steep incline with a lot of long grass? On 16. Yeah, on 16, Uh and the thing is straight downhill. So he had launched it up on a hill up there, now he's got one of those. He's standing sideways trying to undercut it. And Vern goes, Gary, what's he got? I said, here's what he's got, Vern. I want everybody out there that's got a wedge and a ball. I want you to walk out to your front lawn. I want you to chip it onto your driveway. Start hauling for it to bite. That's what he's got. Mm And Vern looks at me and he goes like this, like, and oh. you're like, I don't know, oh, yeah, do- I don't I even say, know what yeah. I'm doing on no, here. No, I don't even. I'm just <laughs> is making that good stuff or up. Is that bad? And we get down and Frank, <laughs> I go in there. Frank. He says Frank wants to see you. We're done. I, okay, I walk in. And he goes, Principal's sit down. office. Frank's yeah. office. He goes, uh, what are you doing next week? He goes, um, I said why? He goes, what are you doing next week? And I said, well, I'm playing in Washington. He goes, good you'll miss the cut. Come on up on the weekend. (laughs) The next four years. That's what I did. I got $500 per weekend. And when I missed the cut, which was regular, I'd go up and start doing the golf. And finally, after three years, I went, all right, boys, enough of this. I said, I'll quit if I can get this job full time. So that's that's so how I got it. I would I no pretension to get that job. So before whatsoever. that,
1: before they called you up at Memorial, did you have any like no. indication? Like this is what I want, if no. golf doesn't work out, this is what I want to do. I want to get into broadcasting, anything. No, you're just like on a whim. They sent you back a bottle of wine. You're like, yo, I want to come up, I want to come up and see I how was, things work. And then next thing you know, you said, hey, try to chip it onto your driveway. And they were like, you're brilliant. Come out here and work it was, more or less it was the rest the of the deal.
4: Year. It was a deal, and, and, and that, that's, that's a good point. I'm going to tell you the next week, okay? So we're in Washington. I believe, yeah, it was next week. Nance's first job. Okay, Mm. he started one week after I did. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay? So we're in in the compound there. And I'm going to take Jimmy out to the 15th hole. First time I met him. I said, I'll take you out to 15. This was at me. How old was Jim at this time? He had... Really a lot of hair. He still and, has a lot yeah, of hair, dude. He's like yes, Jennifer he does. Aniston and J Lo. He's going back He was twenty six, I think, at the time. Wow, okay. Twenty five. Little baby Nancy. Baby bird. Uh, baby, baby Nancy he was just out of Utah. Anyway, he was we knew he was the next guy the next coming dude. up. yeah. All right, okay. So I said, I'll take you out to fifteen. So I get in the cart and he gets the next one. We start to go and Frank jumps in front of the cart, five foot eight Carthinian general. Hey, Okay, Nance, now listen to me. Here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to take these shots. I want you to tell me what it is. Get in a conversation with the other guys. I don't want you doing this. I don't want you doing that. You do this. You do that. You do this. I'm, I'm sitting there in the cart. And he goes, okay. He says, now get out there. And Jimmy goes, I better take my own cart. He says, we're kind of late now. And I go, okay, fine. So Frank's starting to walk away. He said, Frank, second, I, I've only worked one event. No one's yeah. told me what to do yet. Yeah. He goes, he turned around, he looked at me and goes, I'll tell you when you screw up. And it wasn't screw up was the word. He yeah. says, I'll tell you when you yeah. break up, okay? Yeah. And I just went, huh. I just Perfect. heard, yeah. uh, this, is, this is a producer. So he understands. He's got one guy that is going to do everything by the book. And he's going to coattails and everything else. And then he has got this idiot sitting there. And go ahead and you do whatever you want, but I'll reel your ass back in when you do something wrong. But the deal was he wanted me t- to push. That was his whole deal. Push it, push it, push it. Um, and we get back to what we've got now. We don't have that guy to push it. Whoever it is, we don't have a pusher. we got a bunch right. of guys that, that break. And that's just them. It's not their fault. That's, just that's who, they who they are. That's who they are. That's the position they play. Yes.
1: And it's not. you're right, it's not their fault. And that's a perfect segue into I want to talk – you. You got your beautiful shirt on. For those listening only on audio, he's got David Faraday making a, a, just an atrocious face here. I think this <laughs> that is, is a one-of-a-one one nice one type of a T-shirt. I think you got to be Gary McCord to get this. But you worked a number of years with David Faraday. When I think of fun and golf and the same thing in, in terms of broadcasting, those are the two names I think of, you and David Faraday. And you guys worked together for a long time, right? when david faraday left and you know when you guys were together you had the back and forth it was awesome in my opinion and i think everyone's opinion that was the two that was the best one two punch in golf at the time when he left and now you were kind of the remainder of i want to call it like the 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 wild cards right in terms of golf broadcast. you could say anything you never knew what was going to come out of either of your mouth, and that's what made it great that's what made it fun when he left did that change the way that you called golf when you were there like all of a sudden you had you were playing ping pong back and forth you guys would return it to each other right there's always somebody there to hit it back you played off each other when he left did that change the way that you called golf at that point or it changed the way you operated in any way yeah uh yeah.
4: you have to uh um i was taught by frank um and i he, again he told me give you guys and you guys have i told you the story many times sure uh, and, and people he taught he brought me in and we we're sitting there in his office one day and TV's on the golf sun. And he looked at me and he goes, Hey, idiot. He said, If you ever tell me what I'm seeing on that screen, you're fired. And get out of here. Well, I walked out of there and go, What the hell is he talking about? So I and then I okay, you know, we gotta we gotta get out there and explore things and, and get it going. So I don't have David now. I first did it with Ben Wright. Okay. Ben was he was, he was from London and he was a journalist and he wrote for the London Times, got very him, financial times. Brilliant. I mean, brilliant. He was a wordologist.
1: Much, much like yourself. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, really. very similar.
4: And so I'm from Southern California. Dude, right. I worked at, bro. Surf, yeah. Surfboards Hawaii and, 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 and Locadia. And you know, I was a dude and I got this guy. So I started punching him on the air, punching him when you don't do that. You didn't do that back then. You didn't accost anybody in your group that you were working with, and that was not good. And Ben, Ben would get all, well, I say, you silly swine, you can't, <laughs> and, and, and then Frank Ugh. they At one point, they took us off the same show. So he'd work, and I wouldn't. They didn't want it, they didn't want it. So they came back on, Kept going, and I hit him harder. And I'll never forget the day. I was at the I was at the 16th hole or the 17th hole at Hartford. Okay, tough hole, water around it, and it's boring out. Okay, it's just uh, monotonous. I get this. Producer Frank hits his button, not an all key, but a button to me. Hey, the next time that British asshole says something, take his ass out. And I went, I sat there and I went, are you kidding me? Frank's giving me the go to go. The green light. He said something and I just killed him. And then he would get all mad and all harumphy and he would start spewing out these words. I have no idea what they were, but it sounded great. There's a Southern California, just an idiot. And we've got this guy that's actually brilliant.
1: Intelligent, yeah. And
4: so we collided in the middle. Just as I was telling you guys, you've got to get people that Frank understood that he understood those dynamics so that's how and then david came on it was the same kind of deal he didn't press it but you know he's there and i'd hit him and because you know, i'm the one that brought him in the business and got him up there at uh, at um the international up in the tower during it like i got with you one day and put him up there and just see what he'd do and uh he was brilliant because he didn't say the things i thought he'd say they were left field right field Center field, whatever. Perfect. Yeah. That went what, perfect. That's uh-huh. what
0: I want to know: Was David Faraday always David Faraday from day one, or did that always. personality kind of develop? that? yeah. I don't and think you can create. Can you? You can't create no, no, that no.
4: type of a guy. No, you I mean, either got that or you it don't. It was huh? the same deal. I, I told him after the first day we were up there. He was only up there for an hour, and I said, "You're going to be doing this business in the future." Uh, he was still playing good. He finished second the next. Played year, a Ryder but Cup. I mean, he's right, a yeah. real was dude. he won yeah. nine tournaments. Real there. dude. I said, but when you decide to stop, please come to CBS would love we i had nothing right to do like it. you're call like yeah, you're yeah, pulling like the strings the, yeah. like hey guys right. i got a guy yeah, at me, gary's a got an idea <laughs> yeah. okay that's perfect go cool. follow so that so anyway in. it was you know, I, I know the guys that are going to be good with a microphone in front of them they're glib they're fast um they can get a point across you know those guys okay and you know the guys that are not going to do that
1: but you and Faraday, like I feel like those are those. That's two accelerators. Those are the two biggest accelerators, right? So you guys got two. There's two right there that, in my opinion, and Cole, I don't know if you would think, it, but like those are two of the same more or less type of guys, right? You're an accelerator, you're a funny, quick-witted guy. You're gonna say some weird stuff. Faraday the same way. There's two guys that are the same, right? They're on, the, and you guys were on the same call for a long time.
4: You, you you dance with that a lot. If David gets going and he's going good, back down and just kind of let go him go. Let him yeah. go. Like I did with you the other day at the the dry heave. You right. got going. I went over and I handed the microphone to to Jack, okay, our DJ, and I said right. I won't be needing this anymore. I just sat there and watched. Right. But you know, you know, it's again, it's a that was flow. the cocktail. The whole thing is a flow. Yeah. You know, and it's it flows one way, it flows the other, but you can actually move, take it and move it to a different direction, and that's that's the business. That's a, you got to be in the business a while to, to understand that and have colleagues that you know. Everybody's a role-player. I'm a role-player Peter was a role-player Jimmy's not a role-player. He's just the He's guy. the driver. He's, He's the, the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and everybody else He's you know, Jesus and Nick and Nick's got the credentials everything. He's and there, everybody's a role-player in this deal everybody I'm,
1: I'm That's fascinated. a good way to
0: put it <clears throat> not to change the subject I'd like to go back to Faraday just for a second. Can you share with us like one of your greatest memories with Faraday? I know that you have a million one that you could probably
1: talk about on here so we don't have to edit. Right. That out. limits it big time.
0: But whether it be a call on the yeah, golf what course. Can we say on whether this? Be, I'm not sure you can say whatever you, say you, whatever you say want. Whatever you want. We can always bleep everything out. Oh but okay. I want to know some oh. good David Faraday stuff that no one else has probably ever heard. Okay.
4: It was it was about six years ago, seven years ago, Tiger Saturday. Quail hollow Charlotte it was hot. It was murky out setting the scene. I yes, this is a good storyteller right here. There were a 2,000, probably 5,000 people following him. And it was a morbidly hot Tarzan day. And I'm sitting up in the tower and got these guys down. Now, <clears throat> on the golf course, and we're going about our business, and Tucker's coming around to 15. And he's prancing. He's playing pretty good. David's with him. So... We go to commercial break. Now, when we come on a commercial break, Lance Barrow, producer, has a mic check to make sure somebody hasn't fallen out of the tower or done something stupid. So everybody's got their little deal, you know. And Jimmy, you know, Lance will go, "Okay, Jimmy, uh, uh, check all the announcers. Okay, Nick's here. We know that. Uh, Ian Baker Fence. And, um, Oi, oi, oi! Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Okay, okay. Is that what he to, would say when yeah, he would check yeah. in
1: on the mic? <laughs> and then I'd go,
4: "What? And then, and then we go down, and Peter would go, yeah, and then David would put the microphone. As you know, he's got unbelievable flatulence, and at any time he can generate monumental burps of nastiness. And he would put it down to his rear end, and you'd hear, Jesus. <laughs> that's how we knew David was on there. the mic. Yeah, it was just that. his that's mic's what, hot. What we do? Yeah, yeah. Okay? So we go and and David now we go to get David and you and you hear this, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> and then okay let's go let's go to fourteen, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So I'm sitting there uh oh. Why would he say uh oh? And so now I'm looking and I know I think I know the, we've got the dress Adidas on and we got khaki pants, and I'm looking down as you know sixteen. It's, quite hollow. it's just dead straight, basically, mm-hmm. in the old green. And I can see the T. when I look back there, and here's, here he is. Tiger hits it, and there goes David, walking, splay-footed, with <laughs> rain pants on. Oh, oh I know what the uh-oh is. The boys <laughs> shit his pants. Okay? Yep. <laughs> now, we can't go anywhere because there's five million worshipers of Tiger that are hounding the trees, and the grass, and the fairways, and he is like a ping-pong ball in a hurricane. He's trying to get out, but he can't get out, and so I see him down there walking, he is walking, and it's splay-footed. It's going, toes are going left and right out there, and I know he's not comfortable, and it's going to get crusty in a little bit, <laughs> especially as hot as it is, so I see him peel over there, and he gets underneath the tree, kind of near the people. Tiger gets up, and David, what's he got? Uh, David's nowhere near him, right? And he goes, <laughs> seven iron, one hundred and seventy-four yards. I go, you think that's enough club, David? Oh yeah, he's sweat. He's, uh, he's playing pretty good now and everything. Like, so he gets up and he hits the ball in the green about 18 feet. And I look down. David's not moving. He's still underneath the tree back there in the fairway. So now we come to Tiger. I go, um, okay, now we got I told, I told Lance, hit the button. I said, get worm cam. Get worm cam on. Worm cam is where you put the camera right on the ground, yeah. right behind the ball. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to give my – it's the best thing in golf because you use, you'll use you take a ride. If you're on a couch, you get a ride. You get to watch the stroke, and then you get to watch the ball from point of view. That's the player. It's fantastic. So I get POV on this. So I go, David. I know you're down there, and you've looked over this putt a couple times. I watched you. What is it? <laughs> he has he, no idea which way it's 180 breaking. 180 yards back there in the fairway. <laughs> you're so wrong. And he's trying, That's the best. And so he's wrong. trying to hide because he's yeah, yeah. uncomfortable, and he's crusting and up he's and everything else. he's his pants, he yeah. He's his pants. <laughs> so then, and he can't be wrong now because we got worm camera. Right. If, if he reads it and he read it eight inches the wrong way. Yeah, you're okay? dead, yeah. He's dead. So now, it's this putt, and I go, well, David – I don't know what you're doing down there, but that wasn't even close. What were you doing when you were looking at the green? And he's going away. <laughs> that's all he did. He just flipped me off from underneath the tree down there. So we wait. Now everybody knows. Everybody knows David has crapped his pants. Okay? Perfect. So we go to 17, and we're kind of we're just watching him. We go to 18, you know, that long mm-hmm. walk of the creek, and he's walking all the way down there. And his Get whiter uh, and whiter, and it can't be good. And
1: it's 120
4: it's degrees. It's 120 <laughs> degrees, and it's just oh, on. God! So now he's sitting there, and our compound is right up above the 18th hole. It's about 70 yards up there. And so Tiger puts out, and we're going to commercial break, and you see David now starting to run up the hill with his microphone, his backpack, and everything else. And Lance goes, David, I want you to stay down there and get an interview from Tiger. Oh,
1: God. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so he stops. You can see yeah. his
4: shoulders just slump like this, and he walks back. So now the cameraman, we all know it, Davy Finch, locks the camera on the three guys. So we've got Tiger in the middle. We've got Stevie over here, who is at best one and 1A as far as flatulence. Okay? And we've got David on this side. <laughs> and David's just sitting there. Like this, with the microphone in his hand, head down, shoulders curled, and he's just sitting there. And now we're all watching. <laughs> Tiger doesn't like interviews. Doesn't like to be seen. He goes, "Hey, Faraday, when do we come back from commercial?" Lance. Tiger wants to know when we're coming back from commercial. Um, tell him twenty seconds, thirty seconds, thirty seconds, thirty seconds. You see Tiger going. He's not the kid. He's got. Like yeah. this. So we're, they're all sitting there, you know, about 15 seconds, and all of a sudden, you see Tiger going.
1: Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. He
4: turns to Stevie, and he goes, you didn't. Okay? He goes, Stevie didn't. So, I mean, well, Stevie, Stevie goes, says, like, I, I didn't do yeah. it. So he turns to David, as soon as he looks at David, David goes, I shot myself on 15. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiger jumped up in the air, kind of like, get, get away from him, then... <laughs> 5-4.
2: And Jimmy, we're live. Throw it down.
4: He's got Tiger Woods down there. Our own David Faraday. So David goes to put the mic, and Tiger's running. He's getting away from it. He left. So David's trying to get the <laughs> mic, and Tiger's <laughs> running that way because his stench is so bad, oh I my guess. God. And it was... T- it was hilarious to watch. That's and
1: What does Faraday say when Tiger's running the other way and he's like, I was supposed to be here with Tiger, but I, I crapped my pants so just, he left. I guess, it is I what guess, it is. Yeah, I guess yeah. he didn't. We cut like, I can't somewhere, blame else.
4: Yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, somewhere
0: else. I don't understand what hilarious. it is, Lee. Every guest we have on any show we do. <laughs> yeah. Anything it, we're a part of, a there's always a shit your Bull pants story. List. It's incri- there's, Bull It's Bull the amazing
1: the level at which people shit their pants in like a grown-up, like at a grown age. It's We've had more of these story, more sh- you get my shit stories more shit stories. and you you're get, fasting right now. I'm expecting I'm you to explode at any Whoa. point right now.
4: See that? What time is it? Yeah, you got got ne- a little bit. You got it's another you got another hour this this so
1: headache
3: at least is fantastic at least. Right now. All,
4: right. All right,
0: you brought up Tiger Woods, which you were there in the prime, the greatest golf arguably ever played. And it doesn't have to be Tiger, but I want to know what is the most memorable shot you ever got to call? And if it was Tiger, great. If not, if it was somebody else? Just the one thing that sticks out in your mind—the greatest shot you ever called in all your time on TV.
4: The greatest yes. shot. Um, yeah, yeah greatest I, you shot, got me focused on Tiger right now. It, so it's probably well, Tiger. A good chance, Thirty-three years. it's probably the it's probably the, the dude. I'm yeah. going with the Tiger stuff. I, w- I was, you know, the chip in from behind sixteen. Yep. When he was at Muirfield, mm-hmm. and the pins yep. down, and he gave it a side wipe, and it hit the ground like a sack of, of uh, yeah. And and started rolling down there, and it just trickled in. Are you kidding me? Uh, the best shot I ever saw on the ground. This was – got to help me with this. This was at um, um, Chicago. Uh, the golf course had – Cog five, Hill? Cog Hill, very good. Thank Ninth you. Ninth hole's par five. Okay. Five, 80, something like that. Tiger drives. He's playing with John Cook. I remember that. Faraday's down on the ground on the left-hand side tiger's way back on the right in the trees in the rough and i just remembered another one that's really funny perfect and we're down there and it's 296 yards to the green okay pins in the front left so david's down there and he goes uh, well gary someone and look at that line he's got nothing out of there i mean it's up to his fetlocks and he said uh, he's gonna have to hack this out with something so Tiger goes over to the back, takes out a three iron, and hits this bullet, pounded it. sounded like, bam, just like that. <laughs> David's on the left-hand side of the fairway. He aimed it right at him, <laughs> and David just hits the ground, and this ball goes, home, and it starts cutting like this. And I'm looking at this shot going... Are you kidding me? There's no human being, and he hits it hits short of the green about thirty yards, rolls up about eighteen feet from the hole, and I go, Faraday, I thought you said there's a bad light. He's going, where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> I, I said he, he hit it, it on the green. He goes, no, where did it go? Because he was flat on the ground. I love he that didn't he did that. Just great. and Tiger hit this bolo cut out of
1: this. It's a little two ninety three iron. Just uh, from the rough.
4: Oh my! I
1: get it. I mean, you like you said, you saw. All of it in his
0: prime. I mean, how, a, how ridiculous was it? Okay,
4: thanks. Great setup for this one. Good. We're at 18th hole at Firestone Country Club. It is 478 yards. Pins in the back left. There's a forest on the left and nuisance trees on the right. It's a Saturday. David's down here. <laughs> I can tell him This is funny, and I'm going to use the wording too. Yeah, yeah use so it. Yeah, make it authentic, uh, yeah. man. This is no. This is exactly what happened. So I'm done with 16 and I leave to go back to the compound, okay? And I, I saw Tiger hit his tee shot in the crap to the left with a three wood, okay? So I just, okay, I'm going to go in. So I get in and I've got to take Faraday back to the hotel. So he comes in the compound. He's ripping and roaring and everything. And he goes, did you, leave the, did you leave the 16th tower? I go, yeah. He goes, did you see the last hole? I go, no. He goes, are your clubs here? I go, yeah. He says, get a wedge and a ball. What? Get a wedge and a ball. So we get in the golf cart, and we go down, and we go to the left of the 18th hole. I don't know what he's doing. I got no idea. I go down there, and it is it is vegetative. It is long. And there is nothing but trees in front of me. And he takes and he puts a ball, and there's a swath. that's about three and a half feet long where he put the ball next to. And it's still... Shimmering from the heat. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I wonder not always. he goes, okay, now, uh, we're doing radio here. So, directly to my right, 90 degrees and 30 yards away, was the fairway, okay? And 196 yards, somewhere on the left, was the pin, okay? And I go, okay, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, um, for $100, can you get that ball from there? to the fairway, it's 30 yards over here. So I got I a wedge. So I get in there, I look down, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I 30 yards? 30 yards. A player of your
1: magnitude. I couldn't
4: hit it 30 yards okay. to the fairway over here to my dead right. And I go, what's this all about? And he goes, Tiger hit it 17 feet from the hole in the back fringe from there. And I, and I, I went, what, after he chipped out from the fairway? He said, no, 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 he hit it from right where you are, that divot. No, we didn't. Bull. So I'm sitting there, and I'm going. He says, this is how it happened. He said, Jimmy, I'm down there. Jimmy's up in the tower. And he said, uh, David, what's he got? And I go, he's got to chip it out. He's got an opening about 80 yards up there. He can get it kind of towards the fairway, towards the green, or he can just chip out sideways. But he's got, he's got nothing. Now, he's playing at that time with the second best player in the world. Ranked number two in the world was Ernie Els. So Ernie now comes behind David. David's out in the middle of the fairway. Ernie's walking his ball down the right-hand side. Tiger gets in, and he thinks with a, it's a wedge, and he thinks he's going to hit it out, and he takes this swing that looks like he has fallen out of a 100-foot tree. There's stuff going, flying, everything, and this ball comes ripping out, and it is just sidewiping to the left. I mean, a snap hook out through the trees. At that time, Ernie's walking by him. David flips his mic on, you got a backpack, you flip your mic on, and as as David goes, oh my God, you could hear this, what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) And that's from the second best player in the world. That was from Ernie. It is, yes, Ernie L says that, and Lance goes, tell me that wasn't you. Tell me that wasn't you. And he goes, no, is there any else behind me after they got, another, yeah. you know, the Thank God. And, and, but that is the greatest commentary of all time. Yeah. When the second best player in the world goes, can't fathom blah, blah, what's going on. Can't yeah. fathom the, a man could hit a shot like that. And that was, that's basically the, the, the whole epitome of, of Tiger Woods and the shots he could play. Yeah. And other guys couldn't even, they can't even see him. I, you know, a video game. You couldn't, Figure out how a guy could duck hook it. It was 196. He hit it. Yeah.
3: Pitching 196. Pigeon wedge. Pitching
4: out wedge. Out <laughs> yeah. Hooded up. Are you kidding me again?
1: And you could. You so wouldn't I take a hundred dollar bet to get a thirty yards it the to fairway. the fairway. Couldn't
4: get it to it's the nuts. fairway.
1: That's how good. I mean, that, that was the difference at the time between Tiger and everyone else. And I saw all you, you saw all I of it. I
4: saw them all play, and it was, it was nothing, nothing close.
0: Okay. So Gary, obviously, we could talk about Tiger for hours and hours, but we don't have that long. And you don't have that long. I well, You might. I, yeah. I just, you definitely don't have that a, long. I am definitely on the
4: back nine, and I'm coming into the closing holes. I yes. love it.
0: We are on the clock, officially, on your life. I think, for me, I mean, you started at CBS in 86. I was born in 85. One of my first memories of you was the incredible movie, Tin Cup. Yes. And got to talk about gotta it. We got to talk about it. And last year, I will say, you were nice enough to invite me to a dinner in Beverly Hills mm, at the right. Grill yeah. in the Alley. Yeah, yeah. And... Ron Shelton, yep. who directed and wrote, wrote. Co-wrote. and Burd, Bull Durham, yes. was there. Great movie. And y'all told me stories that just blew. Like, it was the first time in my life I've ever, I don't think I've talked for it And Gary
4: Foster, the producer, yes. who has done, his first movie was Sleepless in Seattle. There you and go. And then he's done Never heard of 200. it. So I, 200. I literally <laughs> just sat there
0: and listened to these guys, but... Tell us how the idea of 10 cup. First of all, how the hell did you get involved in this?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question. It's a good question. Colt, how is an idiot like you involved in one of the best golf movies ever made? In my opinion,
4: I get a package from my agent and I open the package and I'm in, I'm in Colorado and I open it up and I see a a screenplay and it says on the front cover letter, this is a movie um, movie in product or going to be in production. Um, and it's Warner Brothers, starring Kevin Costner, um, written by John Norville and, uh, and um, we had another writer in there, no, just Ron and, and uh, Ron Shelton and John Norville. Okay, and I called him and said, well, what is this? He goes, I got this script in the mail, and um, they want you to, to, to help them in the movie. I go, what do you mean? They, well, they want you to be the technical director, and they need some help with um, teaching Kevin and blah 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 blah. So it, when you read a movie script, the the first thing you do is you go through it really fast to see how much how many times your name is mentioned. Okay, right. how, is where this, do I talk? Is this a yeah. big? Is this a little part? Of and I'm going through it. I'm going, Jesus, there's a lot of parts in here, right? So, and then I sit down and read it, and I'm reading it and I'm going, wait a minute, I did those things. No one knows about that stuff. Nobody knows. So I call my agent. I go, okay, this has got to be BS. I said, give me Ron Shelton's number. So I get Ron Shelton's number. I call him up. He's in Hollywood, of course. I go, hey, Ron, Ron, Gary McCord. Yeah, 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 did you read the script? Yeah. I said, where the hell did you get this? He goes, well, you did it. I go, I know I did it, but no one knows I did it. Nobody knows about the Pelican in Pensacola or the... 16 i made it on the or the 15 i made on the 16th hole at memphis when i got pissed and i kept launching balls in the water from in the drop areas up by the green he goes yep i put him in the movie i love it i said why me he goes you got kicked out of augusta that's why and i went oh okay and ron's that kind of guy you met him Mm -hmm. and um so i said okay how much do i owe you i'll do it i'd love to do this and he goes well you're gonna get paid um So I went in and and uh, I was uh, the first con. You're going to love this. You guys will love this. Okay, this is going to be a movie about professional golfers and everything. I got to get professional golfers to do this movie, and uh, that was one of my first jobs is help producing this thing. Right. So you start thinking, okay, I got to get all these golfers and I got to deal with agents. This is not going to be fun. Because one guy's going to, I want 20,000, I want 10. As you know, when you go to a movie, you're sitting out there forever doing nothing. For doing doing nothing. Just sitting there getting bored. So I knew I I couldn't get A type personalities. I had to get John Cooks, Freddie Couples who did it, those kind of guys, laid back guys.
1: Guys that are cool with sitting around doing nothing. But now I don't
4: want to call agents up and jack with agents. So I'm sitting there one night and I called Gary up and I said, Gary. I got an idea. Can I get Don Johnson and Kevin Costner to go to a dinner? He goes, why? I said, I'm gonna call up the tour wives and I'm gonna have a dinner.
1: Smart, this is smart stuff. I'm gonna have
4: a dinner with two of Hollywood's finest and just tell the girls what to expect if their husband's in this movie. So I got the boys together and I said, all right guys, I know you're good actors. I want you guys to pile it on.
1: Turn it on. And this was in yeah. Tucson,
4: and we were in this restaurant. Eyewitness greatness. It was greatness. That's awesome. It was, they had him, they had yeah. the girls
3: Eating the out of the palm
4: of their hands. It was just, are you kidding me? Got down, and every, every wife came up and goes, when you need him there. No <laughs> agents, no
0: nothing. No money. Yeah. It
4: was, Johnny Miller's the only guy that had an agent. Only guy. And that's a totally different that's story. That's a totally different story. It's going to be to a four-hour podcast. One. I don't want to get into that one. Yeah. So that was, that was, that's when Foster says, okay, you're going to help me. He said, what's your favorite car? And I go, Nissan 240Z. He goes, okay. He said, uh, let's call Nissan up. So he calls him up and he goes, blah, da, 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 blah, 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 Warner Brothers, Kevin Costner, movie, we need a bunch of cars. Gary, which guy do you like? I like the coupe. And we need a coupe. Silver. Okay, silver. Boom. So we got, we got these Nissans. Done. Yeah. Just Nissan. done. Because we're going to put it on, on the top of Oh, yeah, hat. yeah, on the hat. Nissan. Got to yeah, have a car come, Of course. Right? Oh, yeah. So the, the producing stuff. before we started this thing was fantastic. I had a ball calling people and bullshit, which is. That's what you're I've, built for, I've dude. I've got a PhD in that. Christ. Okay? Yeah, that's your thing. So we start the movie. Um, Kevin. Oh, there's another guy. Started. okay now yeah, keep going we okay love okay we're we're, we're we're starting to move and we're shooting on the driving range of uh, la paloma and we've got to get kevin now i kevin flew in to firestone during the uh during the uh, tournament champions or the what was firestone it wasn't a it's NEC, it's yeah. nec yeah and he flew in and we went to sharon country club and he didn't know who i was no idea so we're sitting there and and we're hitting balls. And he's just come from Europe, Waterworld, doing that, uh, publicizing that. It flew in, going to go home. Water California. World. He wanted, he did not want to be there. That's what I'm setting up. All right. So he comes in with a Hollywood deal and everything and limousine at, in, in Sharon right by Akron, Ohio. And um, so we go over to the golf course and start hitting balls. And he's giving this big old wavy swing, you know. And I said, how many, how many times have you played? He goes. I played probably a dozen times with my father-in-law. I go really. I go okay. Now this guy is from Salome, West Texas. I'm the. I'm yeah. the. I'm the uh, I'm technical the te- director. Technical dude. director. You got to handle this. I got. I got an opposite motion here. I got a big lanky swing with a lot of flow and no speed. And uh, uh, this guy is supposed to be from a place that blows 40 miles an hour every day. So I go, Kevin, here's what we're going to do. We're going to change your grip. We're going to get it really strong. We're going to shut your face. We're going to go to three quarter. You're going to hit follow throughs that stop because we can speed it up then. No, we're not. (laughs) That's what he said? No, we're not. I'm good. No, we're not. My swing's nice. Okay. All right, good. Okay. Well, here. (laughs) What do you know about golf, you idiot? (laughs) Exactly. You do not know who I am. So, you know, we get talking and we get hanging around and a couple of drinks and and sooner or later you know he got into the okay fine so we show up there we're hitting balls the first day and we've got this a panavision camera and it's for golf shots and stuff and a panavision whirls goes like that so we have to get him in frame hitting balls and just to get him the idea when he's hitting these shots this thing's gonna start whirling and he can hit a normal shot right so he's hitting shots in this Panavision camera, going like that. All of a sudden, ball comes flying by us. What the hell! I look over, and there's Cheech over here on the left-hand side of the the right. Yes. And I go, me. I go, hey, Cheech, quit it! You're gonna kill somebody over here. And I look at Ron. I go, sorry, he's he's the director, yeah. right? I'm sorry. He goes, no, no it was it was good. So Kevin ten ball. Here comes another one like that, like, wait a minute, hold it. Camera, stop. All right, Cheech, knock it off. Where's Sven? Sven's my caddy. Sven is supposed to be teaching teaching Cheech how to caddy, professional caddy.
1: Right, all the vernacular, Cheech's, all the stuff he's banging say, balls,
4: yeah. what the hell? He doesn't play golf, banging balls. So I find him, Sven's over here. I just Sven, he's, he's caddy forming the tour for 10 years. I get over there, start working. So now it gets quiet. Everything gets quiet. So, fine. Panavision. of vision. Kevin's hitting balls. We're working on stuff, right? All of a sudden, I go, it's quiet for a long time. So I look over, and there's a great pitching area where there was a putting green, but there's a, there's a little hill that comes up, grassy knoll, if you will. And I look over, and I see two guys, their heads on two golf bags, laying on the grassy knoll. Shirts off, passing the biggest joint you've ever seen, back and forth. And I turned to Ron, I go, Ron, now that's caddying right there. <laughs> so that was the first time that uh, uh, Cheech, and what we do, we'd go into to act the movie, and I'm just kind of remembering stuff. If, if they had a shot, and they had, uh, between Cheech and, and, um, and Kevin, we would go act it out, because Kevin was really good at mimicking, okay, so we would just go do our tour deal, we go, okay, Ron, go, okay, action, okay, what do we got to the front, 173, what's that back pin, what's that, what, the bunker, bunker's what, five from it, yeah, okay, five from it, okay, I, let's peel this off to the right, I don't want to deal with that bunker, it's too deep, we'll go, and then you go, cut, and they would run in and it was fast enough, but they just repeat the same thing. Just mimic exactly mimic what you the guys same just thing. did. Yeah. The, the shot so it, we were so hit. it
1: appeared authentic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and real and conversation. He
4: you know, just Cheech would follow where would put the bag, you know, and then pull it back, the whole deal. Look at the yeah, yardage yeah. book, the whole deal. And so we got into a flow doing that stuff, and there was it was.
1: Did you have Cheech lined up as like I don't know if you played any role in this, but was Cheech lined up as the caddy the entire time because he was that, he became one of the like. Yeah. You know, like one of the greatest, char- iconic characters in like golf movies is Cheech as the caddy in that movie, right? Hey, caught a little gust there, roams, all that. Like, I mean, people recite that type of stuff. Right. That's one of the most quotable movies. Was Cheech always the caddy in that? Yeah. Yeah, he was incredible, yeah. uh, by
4: the uh, way. Don Johnson, I wanted Jack Warner. They said, who do you want? I go, I wanted, I wanted Jack Warner to play it because he can play his rear end off.
1: Because he knows golf. And yeah. I, would,
4: yeah, I wouldn't have to do anything. Jack, go hit that shot. You know, and he's smarmy looking and he's smarmy i love jack and he's perfect for the he was it was written for him he couldn't do it so we've got james
1: was a 12 yeah we got we got
4: nobody we hit let's listen this one so we got nobody and the, the, the main guy the guy that's the antagonist to kevin we need a smarmy guy yeah so they go uh we got we got don johnson's coming in for a read okay um, so fine. So Don calls me. I've known him from the AT and T, right? Now he just got out of rehab. Right? it's perfect to play a golf, bro. Dude. Perfect. So he calls me up better. and he goes, "Let's meet in the bar at the clubhouse." I go, "Okay." So <laughs> right out of rehab. Right. Meet me at the bar. He dude. Just got out of rehab the day before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's gonna meet come. Meet me at and, the crack house. Yeah. So we go to the bar, and I'm thinking, "Okay, we're gonna." He goes, well, "What kind of beer you like?" And I go, "Pounded beers." He goes, okay, what do I got to do in this deal? What's the, I said, blah, 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 blah. He goes, okay, fine. That was it. Next day we go for a read. And when you go for a read and you're trying a new guy, he got a script, okay? He got a script and then the other, so um, uh, Don uh, Don was in there, uh, Kevin was there, and Rene Russo was there. So they've got this scene. And Don's got nothing in front of him, and they both have the scripts. Don goes, I'm fine. And he sat there, and he nailed that script. He didn't, he had memorized it. And I went, that's impressive. That's, pro. that's really impressive. Yeah, they're going back and forth. and They're trying to read. Oh, no, they said, and they're going like that, and he's going, da, nah, da, 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 So we have a little powwow out in front. And, you know, they're looking at me like, ah, you know, I got, I got Ron Sheldon, I got Gary Foster, and what do you think? I go, who, who else we got? Nobody. I said, "Well, what are we talking about? He's perfect. Yeah. He wants it. Let's go. He's smart. Me, he's perfect. So he was. He was in. That's how. It was very impressive. His to memorize that. Damn, it was how four long, pages.
0: How long did it take to shoot the entire thing?
4: It takes in a movie. It takes three months, and uh, for every day, it's about a minute and a half to two minutes. That's that's crazy. why a movie is. Two that's minutes, why you sit around and hours, do nothing for do so nothing. long. Yeah. Three months we were on. Well, on, on, on one swing. of the
1: reasons I think that's one of the best golf movies or most iconic is because like when you see Kevin Costner hit a shot, like his swing looks, looks somewhat legitimate, right? You see mm-hmm. other golf movies, you see this trash swing, you see the ball flying and it spins back right next to the hole. You're like, that, that swing didn't produce that. You know what I mean? Like real golfers, that's real golf nitwit stuff. Like we're like, dude, that's garbage swing. There's no way the ball flies like that. But yeah. Kevin Costner. Legitimately, in terms of golf movies, looked like, hey, that's a real golf swing. Like, you could, how long did you have to work with him to tweak that golf swing to get him to where it's like this is believable for a golf movie? Yeah,
4: we had to. Yeah, I had to sit back and watch, and then you bring the guys in, you know, that are the tour pros in a movie doing the movie, and I go, here, take a look at this. What do you think? And they were all sitting around. One time we're doing the driving range scene, we kept shanking it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I love so we that got scene. Kevin hitting balls for all yeah. those guys. I know that. And scene. they're all going, "Are you kidding me?" You know, when he was followed through, he, you know, he was holding it here. That way we could speed it up a little bit and not a long, loopy thing. And he got to the point we'd go out and play all the time. He was shooting even par.
1: That's crazy. Even par. I right? hate those super talented guys. They can and act and then just pick up golf and shoot par He hit a right flop shot
4: one day. Well, I got to tell you this one. Okay, tell it, tell it. This was funny.
1: I love
3: So
4: you. I'm out on a tour. I'm, you know, doing television. I'm playing still and blah, blah, blah. And I get this call, and I I go home, and I live in Colorado. I go home, and I get a call from Ron. He goes, Gary says, we got to shoot the scene today, where Kevin hits the hoe out of the bunker next to the hole. I go, what? 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 He and that's when he played the guy with the baseball bat. Yeah, when raid, he was playing with the, the shovel, the shovel hole and all that stuff. In the yeah, hole. yeah. Okay. He goes, how do we do it? Now, this is the day of the, the shoot.
1: The scene, yeah. And I've
4: got a, a buddy of mine there that's helping me, and he's working with Kevin when I'm not there. Peter Costas uh, was there, too. Uh, he was in the movie. So he's we're sitting there, and I'm going, well, I, oh, oh, tell me the shot. What, what, what's he got? He's got hit out of this bunker. The pin's about 15 feet. And I said, how high is the lip? And he goes, oh, about three feet. He's got to hit a ball. Okay. Now, it's it's really easy if he hits it and then you do a two shot. Right. So you hit it and then you show the ball rolling and everybody goes home. He goes, I'm doing a master shot. Do you ever see the movie? Have you seen the movie uh, 1917? I haven't seen it. It's out right now. Yeah, it's right now. It's phenomenal. Okay. Okay. Sam Mendez shot it. He shot it as a master shot. One camera, one person, took him all over. Well, Kevin's got to hit this with a master shot.
1: So he's got to actually hit it close with a hoe.
4: And he's got to make it.
1: Mm
4: -hmm. He's got to make it with a hoe. And I go, so I go, (laughs) okay, I go. So now I'm in Vail, Colorado. I'm at Singletree Golf Course where I live. There's a bunker down there, a practice bunker that's got like that. And it's flat and pins 12, 15 feet. It's pouring down rain. I've got rain gear on and everything else. And I grab my shag bag, and I get in this bunker. And I'm in this bunker for three hours. I haven't got a ball out. Not a ball out with of a hoe. The bunker. With a hoe. With a hoe. Never I'll,
1: get caught with I a hoe. Tried,
4: I tried once. You get desperate. And I did this one. I got down. Remember how Seve, when he's hitting bunker shots, he would spread his legs out about eight feet apart, get his knees just about on the ground, and flatten that thing out and bounce it behind it. So I went, okay. So I get in there and reversed it. I put the, I grabbed the the hoe end, and the handle end was there, and I was going to thump it to see if it would go up in the air. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it out, because that hoe's got a sharp edge on it, and I'm swinging next to my wobblies down there. <laughs> and, and I a, took this swing, and I took this swing, and it got in there, and it ripped it. About nine inches up the deal, and oh. nine, I grabbed, I went, Oh my God, I've given myself a vasectomy. And I looked down. <laughs> there are three women in the balcony watching me because they can't believe some idiot is in this bunker with a hoe and it's pouring down rain. And I just waved down, I'm okay, I'm all right. So finally, you know, Ron's calling, You got it yet? You got it yet? I go, No! <laughs> <laughs> no i so don't almost killed i went myself. in i went into the to the maintenance shop i went okay this hoe i got to make like a sandwich i got to roll back one of those edges so it goes in there it bounces right because it's just going to the side i can't do anything so i went in there cranked it and i got one out i got it out and i went okay here's the deal i'm going to give it to ron he's going to give it to kevin kevin's not going to be able to do it they'll take it out of the movie right so I go, well, give it your best shot. See what he's got. So he gets in there and does the same thing. He goes, I can't, he can't get it out. So finally he gets mad. And this is late at night now. We're just trying to shoot. We're trying to get this thing over there. Tra- we've shot B-roll on this thing. They're shooting, shooting. He can't do it. He goes, finally. And there's no cameras going or anything. He goes, but just put the camera on. And I kind of told him how to do it. And he gets in there. Quack, wha- boom. It goes over the lip and rolls up to 18 inches. Now he's got to get out of the bunker. It's a master shot. Yeah, he has been in there for 3 hours. Now if he misses his putt, he's oh, back God. in there again because they're not doing a two shot on this. And he said, "That's the hardest putt I ever had my." He just took the, rear, you know, he took the yeah, handle that was in the back and of the, shoved like it like a pool yeah, cue. and yeah. shoved it and made it. Oh. Which is the greatest After of all After three time. hours of doing three that, three hours and, and that... me, three hours, and just about gave myself a vasectomy. Right. So we had six, seven hours can into this one stupid if shot. He if he misses that, that part, you're taking, you're running, running it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's got to be out out the of the movie because he can't. You can't. Uh, oh. Guys, give me an easier than a hoe. Yeah. Give me a shovel and I can do something. Well, you incredible. dodged uh, a good.
1: You dodged a headline there with McCord yeah. loses balls to nasty hoe. You know,
4: just torch, just ripped. Good of it worse. You know, as soon as I got in there, I was giving a good thump. And you know it's too late now when it starts digging in. And (laughs) I just kept going. I went, oh, this is not going to be good. And and, and first of all, you can't do it. It won't go out of the hole. It just stays there. I Uh, I tried everything. Incredible. See, that's
0: awesome that you gave us a little background. You need any hole work? McCord is your guy. Okay, what? All, right, All right, Gary. This is a segment we do <laughs> with each guest we have called Emergency Nine. Just nine yeah, questions. Yeah, blah blah blah. They're blah, honestly blah, simple. I these are easy, they're, dude. We wouldn't lie to you. Blah blah
4: blah. Okay, blah, question blah. one. Yeah, go show you up.
1: Favorite movie ever.
4: Ten cup. Smart. Ten cup. I get
1: <laughs> it. Uh, movie about the life of Gary McCord. Who plays Gary McCord? Bill Murray. Oh. Wrong. The scientist from Wait. Back to the Future.
4: Wait a minute. First, no, I, I judge the right game. I judge the
1: game. You're Doc. From uh, the Delorean, that's you. All right, yeah. celebrity See, crush. same hair if I
4: had any. Yeah, yeah. Celebrity, celebrity crush. crush. Um, Katherine Zeta-Jones. Okay, mm, good one. Gary Foster, Dad David Foster, brought her in for the movie, um, uh, brought her in for Zorro.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, and
4: I told I told Gary Foster, she's my all-time great. I would love to meet her. I am pulling in to. Bob Hope Classic. I'm pulling into Indian Wells. I got Costner next to me. The phone rings, and I pick up the phone. We're pulling in to park the car and go hit balls and get ready for the tournament. And it's David Foster, and he goes, uh, Gary, I got uh, somebody who wants to talk to you. Oh, boy. She goes, uh, uh, is this Gary? And I go, yeah, this is Catherine Zeta-Jones. Who is, it? Who is this? <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Cool really? Uh, yeah. and, and, of course, Kevin's sitting next to me going, let me talk to her. I go, just no, me. Catherine. Zeta-Jones. You get enough of I was, yeah, 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 really. Shout outs. I said, I said, who is this? Honestly, who is it? This is Catherine Zeta-Jones. And I could detect a little bit of an accent. And it dawned upon me, it was Catherine Zeta-Jones. And I literally froze. What you say? Froze. I could not talk. The
1: first time in I'm, history, in by history. the way. In history.
4: I mumbled. I tried to say something. And I think I think I gave the phone to Kevin. I think I did. I I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I blacked out. I don't Say know it. what happened. I just, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just blacked out. I parked the car and just sat there, and it was breathing heavily. That's all I, I that's can tell great. you.
1: Well, that's the right answer. That's a good answer. Okay. We'll allow that. All right, next question. Rumor about yourself that you've heard that's not true.
4: I was dead. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, that's half true. Yeah. Okay. You're,
3: on your,
4: <laughs> well, well, you're right. on your way out. You're yeah. definitely on your way out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You're still alive. Okay, Very, keep going.
0: Okay. Would you rather shave your mustache or have— one of us kick you in
1: the balls right now.
4: Kick me in the balls.
1: When was the last time you were clean-shaven? Uh, That's not a question. 1976. A follow-up. 1976.
4: 1976.
1: Oh, wow. 1976. You would take one swift kick to the nuts as hard as we could yeah, it's as gonna opposed lie. to shaving your mustache. I, I, much-
4: I have a brand, and this is it. And if I ever get another job... I got to keep it for my brand, good so point. that's it.
1: The okay. chances are slim, but I understand the logic. Do you, okay.
0: <laughs> do you trim it up yourself, or do you have a professional? I do it
4: No, he self. doesn't. So, you do you think you would trust yes. that to anyone? Yeah, and really. he, ki- he carries wax ta- and a comb yeah, at all times. It takes two seconds. It's not He's me. got wax and a comb okay. at all times. got his pocket right, Tie right looks good.
1: All right, next question. <laughs> Favorite tour stop?
4: <laughs> Favorite tour stop was always Pebble Beach. I grew up in Southern Cal, played a bunch of state opens there and amateurs there. Uh, didn't get past the quarterfinals maybe once. What about to but,
0: broadcast that?
4: Um, that one's fun. You Got to yeah. see all the boys and you know, and it, it, it was always fun. And we stay at the lodge and it's and you know, they're, they're overlooking the ocean. It too, it's just it brings back memories of. I remember at the one hotel there was yellow. What was that called? Something. And there was twelve guys in the room during the qualifier for the amateur. Uh, State open, excuse me, and we were, <laughs> and the guy that was the lowest score got the bed. The other eleven guys had to sleep in sleeping bags around. It was hilarious. I love that place. I've been going there since early sixties. So that's go ahead. Par- that's some
1: mini tour stuff. Colt, next one. Okay, fine.
0: Obviously, you have been fired, but before that, what was the closest uh, he was you was not brought regard? back? Let's, Let's clear back. that up. He what was, was the closest not renewed you ever were throughout your broadcasting career to getting fired?
4: Well, I got fired at Augusta. Yeah, Yeah. but you're still
0: on the network.
4: Oh, on the network. Um, I thought this one would do it. This was recent. This was three years ago at uh, 16th Hole that I presided over for all those years at the greatest show on turf, Uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And there was 127,000 people out there that day. And I wandered from our compound down to the 16th Hole through this traverse of mass of people and women in sundresses and oh my God. And so I get up there and we're going and Pat Perez has got this putt on sixteen it's to the right. The pin's tucked against that bunker over there to the left and Pat had about a fifteen footer. And he's there and I said, Well Pat's grinding on this one. He knows he's got a speed control here because he can't hit it past the hole. Because if he does, he might catch that false front. Coincidentally, most of the women out here have the same thing. And it could roll all the <laughs> way down to the... T- and folio, folio hits me, the guy that works for me. He hit me in the shoulder so hard. And his eyes were lit up. And he goes... <laughs> You're gonna get fired. You're gonna get fired again. He says, "What are you doing?" And I just thought it was such a good line. I it's had to great, use it. It's a great. You have to use it. I got to use
1: it. You're yeah. like, you're like, kind of like Barkley. Like Barkley can say anything on TNT and basketball, yeah, exactly. and people are like, "Ah, that's just Barkley." Yeah. You have that same thing, which no. is the best. You have almost immunity, almost blanket I've immunity from saying talked stupid stuff. Talk to Charles stuff. a
4: bunch about that. You guys said, are similar, though. You, you rotten son of a bitch. You can say anything and he get can. away he with can. it. True. And I can't say anything. Of 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 the stuff you do, or I'm fired in two seconds. He just gets laughing. <laughs> he really can't. but he he like, he's, yep. he's earned kid. it. He's earned exactly. well, it. I love him. I love him. Next eight. question,
1: number eight. Uh, if if the game of golf didn't exist, what does Gary McCord do for a profession?
4: Um, I would probably be panhandler. I would probably, <laughs> you know, the 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 answer would be marketing somewhere. But no. probably I would be a Gloucester fisherman, Gloucestershire fisherman, somewhere up in, in, in the in north in a cold, frigid area trying to bring Wahoo in or something, whatever. Okay. I, thought you'd be, I, I, don't, just, I
0: don't see you I as a you marketing you'd be a magician. Guy. Just go with a magician. Hey, no, there's that, some guys like that are Blaine. really,
4: really good. David Blaine's really good. He's sticking that thing, the ice no. pick, through his hand. All the way through. All the way through on out. the x-ray now machine. I know how to do some of this on the x-ray machine. There's no, no blood, blood on or anything no, else. And it
1: heals right when he pulls it yeah, out. Yeah, and
4: I'm, wow, I don't get that one. I, there's a lot of stuff he does. That,
0: All right, last fantastic. question. I told you these were harmless. These are zero questions. Yeah, All right, zero. this they're is they're the most things. important one, though, okay? 10-foot hmm. T- putt to save your life. Me or Drew, who Who are you picking?
4: Um, Watch your words, Magic. You've been there with your nuts and a vice before, so mm. I would take you. But he's oh. my partner. We finished third. In yes, the straight down. Tell him. And I was 70 years of age, and we shouldn't have finished third. And he was magnificent. Yes, but you picked um, me. Let's but get that straight. You were you were always always a very very good putter. You always came with a uh, uh, a a symphony of. Um, <laughs> Yes, a, s- a symphony of accolades for your putting prowess. A symphony and, uh, of accolades. Symphony of accolades.
1: That's yes. put only the way Gary McCord could it. That do. is true. That was beautifully yeah. said. Thank yes, you so you much. you're a beautiful you're man. And you're Gary, welcome.
0: thank you so much for coming and sitting with us here on Subpar. And also, thank you so much for what you do for both of us. You've been a tremendous help in getting this thing going. And all the advice you've given me personally, I know Drew the same way. Can't thank you enough.
4: Well, I, I this can't, this could be a career ender for me. But, it is. Um, yeah, it definitely uh, but is. But where am I going anyway? But uh, you guys keep plodding along. You're both going to be good. You learn the business. Just stay who you are. Stay the That's course. It. Stay who I you are. Appreciate it.
1: Yep. That's Gary McCord and subpar Podcast. If there's any TV executives out there right now watching, anybody, it. You see I do I do. Need work? Hire this I'll man. I'll be a gopher. He is a national treasure. Get him somewhere with a microphone in front of his face because he is the best in the business. Gary McCord, thank you so much for your time. All right, Sleazy, what an interview that was with the one and only Gary McCord. He is a special, special human. Can't thank him enough for coming in here and giving us a lot of his time, actually, and for bringing the little party favors that he brought. The pie, he was on some sort of a fast, which is weird, but he does a lot of weird stuff. And the Faraday shirt was great, along with the Faraday stories. That was one. I don't even know if I would heard that. I heard a lot of his crap over the years, but that was a new one for me, and that's an, uh, that's an all-time story. I love that Tiger just walked away. Yeah. He's like, yep see you later yeah Yeah. you're really
0: weird the pie i can't believe one of us didn't throw it in his face yeah that that was a
1: that was a whiff on our part the fact that that did not end up in the middle of his face at the end i thought it was fascinating how involved he was with 10 cup yeah big time i mean he's he's big and, and i wish we had like we could go three hours with gary mccord and you and i don't even have to talk there were some other great stories about some of the extras how they found those extras may or not have found them at some local establishments uh there in the area where they were shooting but Great stories from Gary, a dude you could spend so much time with. I, that. Like He's he's one of the best guys in the world. And uh, whatever he decides to do now that he's not in broadcasting, he's going to be good at it. Yeah, I can't believe someone hadn't scooped him up. He is. I think he's got options. He
0: is a national treasure, and I respect him so much now that I'm getting into the broadcasting, and I've, I've done three events now, and he makes it look so easy, yeah.
1: and it's not. No, it's one of those jobs that, like, as I sit on my couch, I said, oh, wow, that was a stupid thing yeah. to say. It look, guys that are really, really good at it, make it look easy. Yeah. And then until you got a microphone in your face, like, hey, entertain everyone. Talk about this four foot tap in monkey. and make it yeah. fun. Like, that's a really hard thing to do, especially in golf, because there's no sacks or no big hits or anything like there is in football or basketball or things like that. Right. No, you're, right. You're, you're more or less calling shots that are. Yeah, it moves not so super fast exciting. too. I mean, you have ten seconds to set up a scene and make it
0: funny. Are you ready for your debut? Oh, I can't
1: wait! I'm gonna kill this thing. Say something dumb I'm, quick, so we can come back on here and talk about it. I'll, I'll say something. I'll be about recording. You Netflix, I will be. Sure. If you don't drop my name week one, we're de- this podcast is finished. Promise.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no, but it's great. We can't, like you said, can't thank Gary enough. Uh, we're gonna have to do it again because he's got so many more stories to tell.
1: we do an entire series with him. Just a six part Netflix. We'll release it like Netflix. All right, well, now this is going to be my favorite moment of this episode. Get it over with. Let's make this
0: quick. Let's just talk about our first week of making our gambling picks. Uh, Producer Mark, could you let us know what happened last week at the Honda Classic?
2: Yes. Colt, you picked the first place finisher, the third place finisher, and Wyndham Clark, who is T11. Lucas Glover got cut, but that's a pretty solid opening performance. Meanwhile, Drew. Yes. You also had Tommy Fleetwood finishing third. Thank you. You had Billy Horschel in a T-42 scenario. And also Ryan Palmer.
1: Sunday meltdown. Ryan
2: Palmer played very well. T-17. And unfortunately, solid. the barn rat was right on the cut line. We're pulling for him all day Friday. Very sad about yep. that, actually. The
1: fact that you didn't pick the rat hurts. You got to pick guys on the pod when they are featured on the pod. All right. So we're, we're adding
0: up
2: our total money
1: each week. Yeah, well, how far down am I now? After one week, I got some making up. So come back. So Colt,
2: especially thanks to Sung J M is at 1,888,250 dollars. Look, $250. look, $250. look Thank you. at me. I'm Colt. Drew is at six hundred eleven thousand yep. dollars. That's $1, a lot of money. So basically you got tripled up. That's
1: a lot of money. I love it. So
0: now that's a couple Ferraris for our if boy, I the just can somehow find your picks
1: each week. And I just copy them. Yeah. You could jam you me up. You thing. jam me up. I'm going to jam you up. You don't oh, even, don't even think of looking can't over here. At, wait for at, at you. My right bag here. is going to be so heavy. Don't even look at this right now. Oh, this is, this is what you did. It is. It's Thursday morning. You came out the gates. Par, par, par. I'm bogey, bogey, par. It's nothing dude. There's so much time left in this race.
0: All right, well let's get into it this week. Arnold Palmer invitational at Bay Hill. For those of you who missed last week what we're doing each week is we're picking four guys. You have to pick one guy that is better than 25 to 1 odds. He's one of the favorites. Mm-hmm. One guy that's between 26 to 1 and 50 to 1. Correct. And then two guys outside of 50 to 1. Correct. So two dark horse. That's where you can really More make More or less. Move. That's where the money is made. All right. So no surprise here. Okay. I'm going to go with the favorite. Okay. To win the golf tournament. That's just R- like you. Rory McIlroy. He's finished in the top five in his last six worldwide starts. T6 here last year. One in 2018. He's the best player in the field. Got to take him.
1: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you a pass on that one. I also picking Rory McIlroy. (laughs) If you don't pick Rory McIlroy in this, you're an idiot. You just rattle off all the stats. I don't need to do it. He's the best player in the field. You got to take him hands down. If you're not, then that's a whip. Until some of these other top five players in the world get in the field at the exact same time, we might have some overlap here. I'm going Rory also. All right. Your turn for the All second right, one. So my second one, I'm going with a guy here. I think big upside. There's some there's some bullets I got to dodge on this guy, but I'm going Jason Day, mm. 28 to 1. Hasn't played a lot this year, as you know. Last time out, MC at Riviera. So there's some question marks here. But prior to that, a fourth and a 16 in his last two starts, if he can get through the week without a like a withdraw due to paper cut stub or toe. a stub toe yeah. or something along, you never know what sort of ailment might come up with Jason Day. It could be it could be Saturday and he could be in the lead. He'd be like, oh, you know what? Mosquito got me on the thumb last night. I'm out. There's a lot of question marks behind uh, if he can be if he can play four days straight. But if he does, he's got the game that suits Bay Hill. Hits it long. Hits it high. Does all the things you should do around Bay Hill. I'm going with a bit of a gamble, but I'm going Jason Day 28 to one. His mailman might have coronavirus. He's it, worried sick there's about a, There is Doesn't a litany of reasons that
0: he could not play this week. All right, but that's where I'm going. I'm gonna go with a guy who had a very nice week here last year. Okay. Finished second, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Mmm, interesting. A little shot in the dark there. Yeah. Loves Bay Hill. Great record around here. Uh, picked up some distance in the incredible last incredible short show. game. Unbelievable short game. One of the best chippers I've ever seen. Um. Was leading the golf tournament through 54 holes last year, ended up uh, solo second. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Okay, going guy. with a
1: little Euro flair here in the middle tier. Yeah. I like that. Okay, I'll allow it. Okay. Matthew Fitzpatrick.
0: Next. Now this is where it starts. This is, where, this the is where the rubber. Dig.
1: This is where the rubber meets the road. I'm going with the guy who is just playing
0: so well this year. Four top tens this year. Oh. One of my favorite golf swings on the PGA Tour. I think he's an incredible ball striker. Loves to hit a high fade, which I think
1: sets up perfect for Bay Hill Harris English okay that's a good pick I like very Harris. good pick came out the gates quick at yeah. Honda this week too guy that's sneaky trending like was he on the condition he's on conditional status 126 year, right? to 150, yeah, 126 he's to 150 but card. he's like top he's made 10 1.4 million already this yeah year. he's straight for next year but he's playing on conditional that's a good pick I'm not gonna knock that pick at all I'm gonna go here with a guy that we like. that we both liked this last week even though neither of us took him but he is coming off a recent win okay young gun up and coming. I'm going Victor Hovland. He is 66 to one. Okay. I'm giving him a pass for last week at the Honda did not play well, but he's coming off his first win. Of course, he's going to have a big week. He's going to celebrate. He's going to do all the things that a young kid would do when you win your first tour event. I'm giving him a pass this past week at the Honda. I think he regroups. I think he comes back. Bay Hill, 66 to one. One of the better iron players short game. Not exactly his strength. Doesn't matter when you hit it. When you hit it as good as he hits it, uh, you can have a little bit of a slip-up on the short game. I'm going Victor Hovland. I like him to play well this week. I, I love Victor Hovland. Can't ever hate on hate on him. But 10 over last week. Yeah, I didn't have his best, but I, I give that a complete wash. You're a first-year kid, or you're you know basically a rookie out there. You come out and win a tournament. What are you going to do? You're going to go out and win again the next week? No, you're going to celebrate that thing. All right, all right. Who's Pass. your last one? Last one. Here we go. Another guy. Only one. This is a good stat right here. I dug deep for these stats. Mm. In his last 18 competitive PGA Tour rounds, one round worse than 71. Okay, one of the best iron players in my opinion on the PGA Tour. A guy that's becoming a guy that you're used to seeing on top of the leaderboards more often right now. And I like him in like windy conditions, tough conditions. Had a great finish at the WGC Mexico City. Abraham answer.
0: Mm, I like that. Abe answer. I yes. like
1: him. You got to you got to go for sure. Cut makers in this bottom tier. You got to got you know who's gonna make the cut. You got to add to your total and then big upside. I think Abraham's that guy. Okay,
0: I'm gonna go with a rookie. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yep. Who dominates Bay Hill? Me. No. Okay. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Never played. Ne- who's, Who? who's got the greatest record of anyone? Tiger Woods. Okay. Arguably one of the highest ball strikers. Correct. Very high launch. Ever. Bay Hill's greens. Like you said, you haven't been there. Getting concrete. Okay. Hitting a high ball is huge around Bay Hill. I'm going to go with the guy that's got the highest apex oh on the pga okay. tour here we go rookie yep currently ranked 51st in the world it's a good pick my guy scotty Scheffler. this is
1: a good pick mm-hmm. this is a good pick i hope he plays horrible this week and then i steal <laughs> him next week just like you stole sung jay from me but that is a very good pick there's no way to knock that pick whatsoever all right scotty's a beast yes he
0: is all right to recap i got rory mcelroy matthew fitzpatrick harris english scotty Scheffler.
1: correct we overlap again on Rory Macron. We're gonna have to tweak this thing maybe going forward. I don't want you boxing me out on picking all the same guys as me. I got some ground to make up. I got like one point six million to make up. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut that off quick. But I got Rory, got Jason Day in my middle tier, Victor Hovland, Abe Answer. Those are those are the Both four guys. Very strong lineup. So need some best weeks. of luck to you this week, Slice. Best of luck to you. This is the start. This is the dude that we're barely out of the gates right now. Don't go counting your chickens. All
0: right, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Golf Subpar. Next week, another special
1: guest, Lazy, who we got. Yes, Colorado Colorado legend and up-and-coming superstar, Wyndham Clark, will be on the program. In my opinion, we've had some great interviews. We've set the bar high here, this one with Wyndham. Really cool. Got into a lot of, a lot of serious golf stuff, but a lot of like personal fun stuff as well. Great interview. He has a
0: great interview, and that'll be out next Tuesday here on Golf Subpar. <laughs>